0: Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast.
1: You mustn't even ask me. Yeah. All right. Let's see how fast I can build this thing. So,
0: so we are we playing up? Why is
1: calling me? Hold on. Let me pick up him real quick. Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey guys. And first time on the show, we got uh, Bill Anthony, a.k.a. Desk Pilot. What up? What's up? Bill's going to be our guest host today.
0: So, Bill, what do we call you? Bill Anthony Desk Mr. Pilot?
2: Bill Anthony or Desk Pilot because I go by Desk Pilot on Facebook. I like to be anonymous.
0: But do we have to call you Bill Anthony or can we just say Bill?
2: No, just call me Bill. All right. No, not Bill Pilot or... (laughs) Desk Anthony, <laughs> Bill Desk Anthony, Desk Anthony Pilot. How
1: about that, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Just call me Bill. Okay, I'm gonna get all confused. I'm only a Bill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> all right, so this is episode number forty-one. RC Video Production and Photography. This is gonna be actually the start of a, a series of episodes coming out that we're gonna have a bunch of interview type guest host folks on the show so we'll probably go about four or five and then we'll kind of resume back to our you know somewhat normal i guess uh programming so uh yeah so let's get started so i gotta be on the ball for like four or five episodes i can't be slacking especially for the chad cap one yeah I would say. Oh, yeah yeah because he's he's very uh he likes his production value to be spot on so i know <laughs> so but you... i just
2: can't believe i don't I just can't believe I'm on a podcast, so don't worry about the production value for me. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so uh, on that note, let's uh, let's get to know Bill. Tell us some stuff about you. Um, how long have you been in the hobby? Uh, I've
2: been in the hobby for about two years. Two years. That's it, huh? Really? Yeah, you've pretty
1: well for that two years, man. Wow. Well, you do? um no, no, you Thank do, you. seriously. When I guess when, when no one's, like, standing next to you watching, mm-hmm. but from a distance, we were watching you uh, fly at uh, the uh, Jamboree, the Heli Jamboree up in Rochester.
2: Well, I've been, I mean, I've been simming, and I could definitely say the Oxy-3 um, helped me progress a lot. Nice. doubt about that.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, so do you just fly helis, or do you fly planks, or multi multirotors?
2: Um, I actually fly all three. Um, because awesome. the I have a DJI 3 mm-hmm. that I, uh, standard that I use for getting video, and have a lot of fun with that. Yep. Um, and I like helis the most, um, but I do uh, like the planes, uh, too. Not that I've flown that many planes, but uh, I, I pretty much like all three.
0: I like the fact that you called it planes, too, and not planks.
2: Well, it is a plank, but <laughs> 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 I'm trying to be family-friendly. Sure, okay, we'll call them planes.
0: So, dude, have you flown like, any flight test stuff? Have you put any of those things together?
2: No, no, I haven't done any flight test stuff, although I have looked over it, uh, some of the stuff that they have. Uh, pretty much the only, the plane that I've really spent the most time flying is the Flyzone Beaver. Okay. Oh, it's a nice beaver. Great plane, yeah.
0: Yeah, and it's a yep.
2: good plane. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: so, let's, uh, in fact, let's talk about your fleet. What do you got?
2: Uh, I got, oh man, it's amazing how, how you get so many planes and helicopters in such a short time. Mm -hmm. Uh, I got the Oxy-3 stretched, I have a Galley x 3 I have a T-Rex 550 Dominator Mm -hmm. from the line, um, I have a Synergy E7 SE, and then for planes, I have the, um, Flyzone Beaver, Um, and I also have an Avastar Elite, which I've had for you know almost two years and never got it actually running. Um, and I also, no, it's not, I it couldn't be nitro, but I want to set up as electric. Okay. Uh, and I also have downstairs, I have a uh, like a Great Plains uh cup um, with four stroke engine, which I got for like an incredible deal of like $80 at a club auction. Oh, Wow. wow. So, so it's like the funny thing is, I I got originally bought the plane before I got any helis. Uh-huh. But I got really interested in helis, and I pretty much concentrated on just flying the helis over, you know, a majority of the past two years. Sure. But I have these planes that I really want to start flying, and I, you know, the Beaver is very relaxing to fly, and I have a lot of fun with it. Although sometimes, be honest, I get more nervous flying the plane than I do the heli because. Oh really. You know, Oh uh, yeah, because you know the wind can throw you around. You can have a band mm-hmm. lighting for that, or you can lose orientation. Whereas, you know, the majority of my helis, I have some. I have either rescue, or you right. know, I'm not really about the wind. Mm-hmm. You know, true. If that makes any sense, no, no, yeah, it makes no. perfect sense.
1: <laughs> you, you know, you can spend you know three hundred dollars and put a a neo in your uh, plane. And have Actually, rescue. what I, what I yeah I
2: know what I want to do is um, for that uh four stroke cut when I actually get it working, I think probably what I'm gonna do is stick uh, the uh, mini v bar that I have into that, Okay. that nice
1: that'd be pretty cool um and then multiples you, you just have the d j uh phantom three I
2: just have the three well, I have the d j three I have a uh Dramata ominous that actually first started that's the first drone i ever got stuck in a tree okay um, <laughs> nice and then i have i have like, an fpv type racing quad. Oh, okay. One of my friends for real cheap, which I hope to eventually get the FPV thing going just to kind of play around with that.
1: Nice. And um, so you fly V-Control, right? Yes, V-Control. On your hellies. What about your planes? Do you go Spectrum or...?
2: I have a DX6 that I'm using with, with those. Um, nice. But like I said, the Cub, the Cub is kind of near and dear to me. I really don't want to take any chances of losing that. So mm-hmm. that's why I've been considering using the V-Control with that.
1: Definitely. Yeah, put the V-Plane software on there and uh, talk to uh, Rybert. He he's done that quite a bit now.
2: Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. so. awesome. Uh, so, what got you interested in a hobby? Like
2: one of my hobbies was astronomy, and then I was doing astrophotography and all types of stuff. Ooh, um, nice. one of my astronomy buddies. Um, I also do a lot of flight simming, and I was telling him how I was doing all the flight simming, mm-hmm. and he also happens to fly planes and helis. And he said, "Hey, you know, you should try. Uh, you should try." Uh, planes and uh, radio control planes and helis and that that's kind of what kind of got me started into nice. it. I had wanted to do it like about um oh wow man probably about almost like 20 years ago I think I gave it a shot but it just I didn't have the time or the money really to mess with it then um but I just somehow just decided you know well, let me give this a try and uh, I've been pretty happy that I, that I did nice nice cool you don't have to
1: answer this, but I'm um, just curious. I like to know what people do for a living. <laughs> so I'm just curious, what do you do for a living?
2: Uh, I'm a cannab- chemist. Basically, um, we make ingredients that go into food products. And so I'm basically in research, um, working with starch and enzyme. GMOs? Yes. that's ba- Well, GMO, non-GMO. I mean, that's like pretty much my job in a nutshell.
1: Ah. So there's like this whole like... I don't know. I guess recent trend of like organic, non-GMO, and you know, like kale and kale, kale, kale. Like, you know, yeah, that's not
2: that's not good for me. So everybody, please eat all that <laughs> <Okay>. bad stuff. <laughs> for you? I like
0: the, the glutton free stuff.
2: The glutton free yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: so, I mean, there's trade-offs in any in in anything. Okay. Um, you know, sometimes there's good evidence to say maybe you shouldn't eat certain products. But at the same time, sometimes there's also pseudoscience saying that you shouldn't eat certain things, too.
1: Okay, so I have a question for you. Oh, so, no. In, <laughs> you have to uh, edit this out. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is this is, uh, this is good. At least, okay, if you want to edit it out, we can. But I'm, I'm curious. Uh, you know, probably about eight months ago, maybe a, a little close to a year, I've been, I was diagnosed diabetic.
2: Okay. And
1: one of my questions is, is high fructose corn syrup? Versus real sugar, is there any difference?
2: Okay, yes, there is a difference, and hopefully, I don't get any hate mail. Um, but you see, the issue revolves around how. are su- right, you're drinking. Um, you're drinking. Okay, you're drinking a soda, right? Right. And you want to have a certain sweet taste mm-hmm. to that soda, correct? Sure. Yes. The issue here is that it's kind of a pseudoscience to call the. Um, high fructose corn syrup bad. Okay. And my reason is is that if you want that same level of sweetness in your soda that you get with the sugar, you actually add less calories with the high fructose corn syrup. Really? So what you're saying is I don't want to drink the soda with the high fructose corn syrup. Right. Because that's bad. But you see, to get the same amount of level is that you're gonna have with that that high fructose corn syrup you're going to dump a whole bunch of sugar in there
1: so it's which is like, even worse for you right so so you're saying that the regular can of coke is better than uh mexican coke because well, i don't like sugar. Said,
2: i don't i'm not going that far but okay uh, i'm all i'm just saying is that to get you have to it all comes down to how sweet of the of do you want the actual soda and the issue is that you know do you want to dump a ton of sugar in there or do you want to put the high fructose corn syrup but put less of it in there with less calories?
0: Just go to Dunkin'
2: Donuts, dude. Yeah, you probably shouldn't drink either one, to be honest. <laughs> well, I don't. I mean, I drink
1: diet, so we could talk about aspartame, and that's why I drink know.
2: a lot of diet, too.
1: You know, so I don't know if that's good or not. I'm, you know, some people say it causes cancer, some people say it's okay, you know, but. I mean, I, I just, you know, it was always a, a topic in my head about the high fructose corn syrup and sugar because, I see your point where you're saying that you need more sugar to compensate for the, the taste to be equal in taste or yes. sweetness. Yep. As, as our bodies process sugar, they process them pretty much the same way. So I don't know what the difference really was, but, but you make a good point that you do. You would have to dump more sugar to get the same sweetness, and, and then that could be worse for you. So yes. that again,
2: sense. that's how I understand it. Okay, but. But again, I don't specifically work with that high sure. fructose concert myself. I mean, the majority of my work is just, you know, straight uh, polymer chemistry with starch and enzymes.
1: You know, when you first told me you're a chemist, I'm just, you know, right off the top of my head, Breaking Bad? <laughs> 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 wow. No what are you can nice. afford all this stuff. <laughs> we make
2: really good stuff in the lab, but I can't talk about that. No. <laughs> all
1: right. Okay, so moving on.
0: It's, I'll tell you, I like this Bill Nye the Science Guy. Or this Bill, the science guy, better than Bill Nye, the science guy, for sure.
2: He's a crackhead. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love
0: him. I don't. I'm not a fan.
1: I uh, used to be, I guess, when I was a kid, but I don't know. He's let's talk a... about photography. Yeah, yeah, let's talk about the hobby. All
0: right, I have one question. Who is your daddy and what does he do? <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's like <perfect. laughs>
2: My dad's tired and he enjoys uh, driving my mom around on a daily basis to do different activities. No, 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 you
0: (laughs) idiot. I mean, who is your daddy and what does
2: he do? (laughs) My mom. (laughs) Come on, man. Spit it out. My mom said that my dad.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. All right. So let's see how everyone's week's been. Um, Let's start with Bill since uh, you're our guest. Let's uh, have you on first. Yeah, we just berated him. Yeah, Yeah. you just
2: berated me. Or or should
1: we give you a a breather?
2: (laughs) No, that's good. Okay. Um, I pretty much spent uh, the past four days at uh, South Jersey Heli Group um, down there in South Jersey at the field there and for the uh, fun fly. And I'm lucky because I have a vacation time that I took off uh, Thursday before the uh, their FunFly event. Yeah, I was about to um, say, wasn't it a three day event? <laughs> I turned it into a four day event. Nice. <laughs> so, um, but I, on, I mean, Thursday when nobody was there um, until at night, you know, I got like eleven flights on in um, between my T Rex five fifty and my E seven SE. Nice. And then at, you know during the FunFly, I had a, I had a, a unrealistic great time. Um, with you know some of the friends, my old friends, and some of my new friends that I've met. Sure. Thanks to my friend uh, David DeRisiio and Rob McClone, I got I uh, fixed some of the issues I was having with my my uh, Synergy E7 SE. Mm-hmm. Um, and then during the fun fly, I almost crashed my 550 uh, twice. Um, and by the second time, I got pretty spooked and was like, "Okay, you know what? I'm done for 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 this fun fly. I'm just for gonna a take a
1: video." Yeah, yeah. Take a breather, Um, take a
2: step back, you know. Yeah, take a breather. You know, I was like, I got to do the video thing anyway, so you know, Mm -hmm. just land, and I'm good for, I'm good for, I'm good for the rest of the flight. Yeah, and then uh, pretty much, you know, hanging out, talking to people, making fun of some people. I watched the, uh, on Saturday night, there was some really uh, epic uh, night flying under the uh, beans and the lights. Um, watched this uh, epic night flight uh, between Ron Riccio and Mac They're flying uh, a line T-Rex 700 nit- th- Nitros uh, through a field of beans. And uh, pretty much, you know, MacRam was like, shark. we were calling Shark in the Beans because he was like bobbing the heli up and down in the beans that it kind of looked like a shark, you know, in the ocean. <laughs> um, right, right. It was pretty incredible. So that was that was pretty much my week.
1: Nice. Yeah, I nice. saw that little clip uh, you showed me on your camera, and it was just insane. Like you would just see the blaze and a little bit of the head, like just kinda, <laughs> like, like sticking out of the top of the bead. So crazy. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. I can't wait to see that whole video.
0: All right, uh, Kevin. So what I've been up to? I uh, I scheduled my introductory flight lesson, dude. For wait, uh,
1: wasn't this like. A gift last year or something
0: it was a gift in december for my wife yeah okay and before a year runs out i wanted to schedule it nice (laughs) obviously so i scheduled it i know you know i was waiting i was thinking oh i could i could schedule it in march or and then you know it's like i'll wait till the it kind of the winds calm down and then we're flying every weekend so i'm like when am i gonna do this Mm -hmm. Uh, and then you know vacation and stuff just comes up so i'm like you know what i'm just gonna schedule it for whenever and We'll just go up, and the guy was pretty cool. He was a little regimented um, when I was talking to him, so I'm not sure if he's gonna be cool with bringing GoPros on board or anything. But I'll, I'll find out. Um, I'll, I'll bring just do some. It. Yeah, yeah,
1: just do it. You can borrow mine too if you want a, an extra angle or something.
0: Yeah, he was. Um, he was telling me it's like a 20 minute, half hour, you know, class, and then mm-hmm. you know you go over the airplane with the pilot. Actually, it's not going to be him. So the guy that. I'll be flying with probably my I don't know it might be cooler I don't know we'll see who,
1: yeah, I'm sure they get a lot of folks like wanting a video of being their first kind of experience in uh in a small airplane like that,
0: yeah, but basically it's just you know the thirty minutes on the ground, and then you go up, he said, you know you get an hour in the air, the guy takes off and lands, and you do everything else, and I was like oh, that's freaking awesome I don't know we'll see how it goes i've been I've been reading a lot on uh pilot licenses and stuff like that, and i I'm actually seriously thinking about pursuing it. Uh, I'll see how freaking nervous or scared I get up in the air. I don't think I'm going to care, really. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, if it goes well and I I really enjoy it, I'm, I'm going to pursue one of the two licenses that you can get. One's private and one's a uh, sport license.
2: Nice.
1: So
0: what's what's the difference? Once, like I
1: guess once you could take well, pa- the, uh, passengers. but
0: Yeah, the main difference is uh, there's a medical test that the FAA does that you have to pass. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, if you pass it, you can get your private's license and then you can get, it's, it's kind of like you, it's kind of like buying a game from steam. (laughs) You buy a game and then you can buy add ons. So like you buy your, you, you go through your certain course and, and uh, you know, as many hours as it takes to get your pilot's license. And then you can, you can purchase or you can get trained in navigation, which means you can fly at Mm -hmm. night. Um, Just your basic pilot's license means you can fly during the day and, with more than you know with two or four people i think it is um okay guys will probably correct me the sport license means you don't have a medical evaluation from the faa it's easier to get it's less time to get but it kind of stops right there you can't do any add-ons you can only fly with one other person which would be great for my brother-in-law because he's like you know i just want to i'll buy a plane and then you know we'll just shoot out to my dad's and stuff like that and i'm like, okay.
1: I'm, you can't see me, but I'm shaking my head right now. Like, yeah, I'll just go buy a
2: plane and we can go places. Like, what? Yeah, yeah, that's Who has money like that? <laughs> my
0: brother-in-law. Yeah. Uh,
2: uh, awesome. You might want to get your instrument rating.
0: Start your own concrete business and you guys will make some dough. <laughs> that's what oh, it does. that's what he does? But, dude, okay. he works hard. He, sometimes it's 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 mm. easily six days a week, sometimes seven.
1: Well, yeah, you put the time in, you know, it works And then, out.
0: you know, Hopefully. it's not... You know, it's not freaking uh, gold streets and, you know, diamond lanterns or anything like that because it's just, right. you know, you get a truck, you get a brand new truck, you got a guy that you trust, he takes out, he, he rear ends somebody. I mean, it's it, he's always right. telling me about something the guy's really? doing, but he's built the business up pretty good. I mean, and this is a guy, dude, that had, I'll give you a little tiny history. This is a guy that had um, gotten in a bad accident. He was a landscaper, had a tree fall on him. He's partially paralyzed on the one side of his body. And this oh, guy, dude, uh, is. D- work circles around me. I mean, it started this business after that happened to him. Anybody else would have uh, probably sat on the sidelines and you know collected collect, or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Dude, he's just—he's amazing. Sometimes it gets to him, awesome, you know. I—I—I I, I can see it, you know, uh, if he's had a long day. But uh, yeah, dude, this guy's—guy's guy's amazing guy.
2: Wow, it's pretty incredible.
0: Yeah. So I went to the Fun Fly, the South Jersey, Funfly, <laughs> and uh, saw Bill first thing when I pulled in, and Bill was like. I don't know, oh, dude. No. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to make it. <laughs> oh, no. I, I drank a lot last night. And, uh, All right. Definitely edit
2: when I said who I work for. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, you he called me so, at a bad
0: time. Yeah. I called him at a real bad time. <laughs> real bad and, time. Uh, I was like, okay. You know, and when we pulled in, it was cool. You know, when we pulled in, there wasn't a lot of people there. They said it was really rocking on, on Saturday and Friday, Saturday. But it was it was it was cool because we drove a while and and it was just like the place was open to us, so we we just kept flying and flying.
1: Oh yeah, we got tons of flights in. It was great. Yeah,
0: I I enjoyed flying the five seventy a little more. I was doing some more things with it, you know, just maneuvers with it that I've been doing on a three eighty and stuff like that. Yep. And during the week, I had a I had a well, I don't know if it was during the week or if it was the last time I flew the five seventy. I had purchased a brand new battery from Heli Direct, a Pulse Battery yep i had two u's that i got from uh ricky uh okay. a guy in our club and uh the new one started to act up and i did a check on it and it seems like the second cell was going bad in it so uh i got it on, a you know i emailed heli direct and went back and forth with them they requested a couple pictures and some information off it and uh, i've sent that back to them. but i haven't heard back from them yet but it seems like uh they will be sending me out another one i'm not sure we'll we'll see that's awesome because it's expensive man i mean that battery was like 130
3: Mm -hmm. i think
1: yeah so it's a 5,000 uh 645 c6s pulse yeah so those yeah yeah, it's about 135 140 almost so uh Mm -hmm. i've been
0: working on that that scale heli build i was going through the the mess of parts that i had and nothing was working and then i was pricing it out and i'm like you know what i'm gonna wind up spending 40 50 bucks for just what it's going to take to take one of these old 450s and turn it into a fly barless setup and everything. And so I went on, on Hobby King and I ordered um, a 450 Assault. It's like their, uh, it's like their, their cheap version of a um, fly barless heli.
1: The Assaults are like their newer line. You didn't get one in like the H- Hobby King GT500 or those series. That was uh, the really old T-Rex clone like crap.
0: Mm. Well, so. It's funny
1: because I have a I have
0: a GT torque tube, and mm-hmm. uh, the only difference mm-hmm. I can tell is in the head. I mean, they're almost exactly the same. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: And the canopy, of course, right?
0: And the canopy, yeah.
1: It's an actual real, like,
0: fiberglass no, I, canopy? No, I just, no, it's not fiberglass. Oh, no, it's not? Like plastic, yeah.
1: Oh, so it's just like the old one, then. Ew.
0: Yeah, I threw it out.
1: <laughs>
2: no. Did you look at the the chaos stuff?
0: I did. I don't know why I didn't get that. Just I was like, you know, I wanted to get something in the 450 align kind of clone,
3: mm-hmm.
2: yeah.
0: Area, yeah, so if I had to get some, some parts. parts, yeah. Because uh,
2: I've been looking into scale alley stuff too. So like I was talking to you, yes. Yeah. I mean,
0: I have all the electronics. I started moving. I I built the helicopter today, and uh, started moving some stuff over. It's funny, man. Some some of the stuff had a little bit of Loctite on it. Some of the stuff had no Loctite on it. Yeah, don't trust anything. Yeah, I went over yeah. everything, mm-hmm. and I as I'm going over everything, I'm thinking this is all the stuff I didn't do with the first couple of helicopters I had. So it was it was it was pretty cool. It was a little nostalgic, and uh, hopefully, I can finish up that and figure out what I did with the rest of the parts for the for the scale heli because I gotta like mount that frame inside the the fuselage that I got
1: the scale fuselage frame that should have came with like standoffs that you could bolt to the. A T-Rex 450. um, Yeah, it did. In the bottom. Okay, yeah. So that usually worked. I mean, I know that 250, I mean, it was a 250, it was crap, but it did bolt pretty much right in, except the tail servo kept Mm -hmm. on hitting the back of the the fuselage. So it was a tight fit.
0: That's the only thing I don't think I have, is a tail servo, because it's got
1: that really large tray. Yeah, it's, I mean, I think it uses a mini tail servo. Yeah, instead of a micro. Instead of a micro like the Oxys and stuff, yeah, um, yeah. If you if you need one, I know some guy selling a KST mini for like forty five bucks. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. It's Online, but he said it was good and no slob, no nothing. So, and you know, I mean, it's not an ex- KSTs aren't expensive brands as far as the the smaller stuff. So, I'm pretty sure it's fine. Cool. Uh, yeah. So what else you got? And the biggest news I got for the whole week is I bought a V bar. A V bar? Uh, v bar control. V bar control. Whatever. All
2: right. V-control. Yeah. Woo. Come to the dark side. Yes, welcome. <laughs> the dark and, side. Thank God you didn't say a jetty. Oh. Uh, I just heard somebody Jet- get really angry. <laughs> <laughs> I jetties just heard are awesome.
1: Really I do like jetties, but the one they that are I, impressive. The one I flew, it's just it was like an airplane mode. It had ratcheting throttle. I couldn't stand it. It just drove me nuts. I I couldn't do it.
0: Well, that's yeah, that's they, one thing I noticed immediately about the V control was the the throttle was amazing. Yes, that's, the gimbals. That was <laughs> really it was really noticeable. Nice. Yeah, I helped I helped Cricky out to the field one time with his jetty, and mm-hmm. by the time I got out to the helicopter, I was carrying it. I was
1: like, dude, you should put wheels on this thing. It's so heavy. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, some pilots actually use like a battery tray system. Mm-hmm. I'm not bad at tray. I mean, a, a transmitter tray system because they're so heavy. So they they don't want to hold it, or so they put you know like shoulder straps and you know all that crazy stuff. Jeez. Oh, yeah, but um, I mean, on top of that, you also flew a heli with that V control this past weekend, right?
0: Yes, you did. Yeah, I flew your Goblin 380. Yeah. How many times did you hit rescue? Twice. <laughs>
3: Right? Well, yeah, once. <laughs> I think was
1: it
0: was it once? I, I know I hit twice on one flight. Maybe it was okay. one one of my <laughs> flights. Dude, All that right. overs that overcast sky was killing me.
1: Yeah, it was it was a little difficult when it got far away for sure, yeah.
0: Yeah, even with the your canopy, you know, with the, the orange and green on it, it was just oh man, I, I was having problems with my heli too at some point.
1: hmm Yeah, I know you hit the uh bailout a couple of times. Um, on your heli.
0: <laughs> but I'm also starting to do stuff closer to the ground, too. Mm-hmm. Starting to ch- take more chances, especially Like with, landing.
3: With t- t- <laughs>
2: like land. like landing. <laughs> and <laughs> Taking off. That's <laughs> what I'm doing close to the ground. That's a, that's <laughs> a
0: big chance for me, landing and taking off. Uh, so that's all I've been up to, dude. I think we sh- should wrap it up, huh? No, but what know, have that's... you been up to,
1: dude? <laughs> I know. I got such a big list here. All right, so I'm going to go through pretty quick. Um, so I picked up a used Goblin 380 airframe with an X-Nova Turek motor. Thank you, Anthony's Hobby Shop. Nice. <laughs> when I was up at um, at the uh, Heli Jamboree, I, I, I forgot the, the dude's name, um, but I bought a set of BK3001 servos, just the cyclics, the three blue servos.
0: Yeah, was that uh, Jason you bought it from? No, I, I, I do I, I don't remember.
1: I don't remember. Exactly. We um, were both looking at that set of BJs mm-hmm. you had. Yeah. Yep. I got that. I installed that. I got um, – when I bought the, the airframe, I just got the airframe without the canopy and boom because I had my own. And, um, you know, it gave me such a great price. And it was also it was a custom job that he had on it, so I didn't want his uh, custom canopy set. So, yeah, I installed the boom. I got that all set up. I ordered everything to make the night blades. Really? And. Yeah, so I got all of these tiny little LEDs, tiny little uh, resistors, copper tape, um, small little 100 milliamp batteries, one cell. So I got everything. I just, oh, actually, no, sorry. I'm, I'm waiting for one thing as the, uh, the little micro switch so I can turn them on and off. Those switches should come soon, and I should be able to start building this. I've replaced the Hobbywing 100 V3 on my Orange 380 with a Hobbywing 80 amp V4. Um, and that's what you flew on uh, Saturday. Okay. We uh, went to South Jersey, Heli Fun Fly. Did a lot of flying. It was great. Uh, I crashed the Oxy to wreck, <laughs> cutting cut grass, <laughs> and then it just kind of like spazzed out on me. And went, yeah, went into the ground and started like twitching. <laughs> mm-hmm. The tailster would just like twitch, twitch, twitch. This was back and forth. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I, it's already fixed. Main gear. Uh, I. Re- I kept the main shaft was fine and, and one spindle shaft.
0: Yeah, that young kid said to me, Oh, I think he just crashed his oxy.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was
0: like, Well, it is Sunday.
1: Yeah. It is a flying day, right? <laughs> uh, I learned to auto rotate. Yeah. From, like, like, really auto rotate. Not like, mm-hmm. Okay, 10 feet, I'm going to hit throttle hold and land. No, like, I can't see the heli. What, what, what do you want me to do? Let <laughs> me to shut it off. You want me to fly forward and shut off the engine and pitch back and go? Like, oh. Oh,
2: You're learning from uh, Rob McClellan, yeah, the, uh, auto-rotation master. Thank you, Rob.
1: Uh, I just actually friended him on Facebook, uh, so I want to thank him again. Uh, dude, he he showed me how to do it, and basically, like, I think I did it two or three times bailing out. And you know, he was giving me instructions on my approach, like, okay, you got to get more negative. You got to fly forward more, all this stuff. And then, like, the last two, I actually did it. You know, one was a little bit further out, and there's a video of it on our uh, – Kevin was streaming Facebook Live on that. Yep. And then and then one other time, it was, you know, it was kind of close. It was definitely closer than the, the first time. But, uh, yeah, you know, I got to practice it, but I think uh, I'm not as scared. I'm still scared, but I'm not as scared to, like, okay, I know what I have to do. I know I can bail out. Um, so yeah, so I'm, I'm super stoked about that.
0: Nice. Yeah. You're doing a great job, man.
1: Did
0: yeah. Did you
2: ever have to like, I, did you ever have like a, um, I don't know, like your ESC shut down and you had to tape before? I have. I have
1: once okay. with it where it was, uh, during my video that I posted about the blade comparison. Okay. When I put this, uh, the, what is it? The V, not the, the VLS from, mm-hmm. uh, seal. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was the, the 700s, record. right? Seven hundred, they put so much strain on my motor with the the head speed I was running, which was Mm -hmm. twenty fifty I believe or twenty one hundred, that I bogged so much that the motor just shut off. Hmm. I was doing tick tock tick tock, and I just hear the motor shut off. So I'm not moving anywhere. So I just went negative, and at the last minute flared up, and I didn't break anything. I landed nice. I mean, it wasn't how high would you say that was, Kevin? Because you're recording. You you you're maybe like. 30 feet?
0: Yeah,
1: it's like 30, 30, 30, 30, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and I mean, the heli came down one piece. I mean, the landing skids did take a little bump. Um, yeah, if they anyone, you know. Out, for think,
3: right?
1: No, no, they didn't pop out, but the, if anyone knows the uh, Goblin 700 competition, they have like the, mm-hmm. the metal brackets and then they have the landing skids and they have these little plastic, like stiffeners. Uh, not plastic, carbon fiber stiffeners um, on the landing skids. And you see like a little bit of stress crack on one of them. Mm-hmm. Not a big deal. Uh, I've landed the heli, you know, probably about thirty, forty times after, with no problem, no flexing, nothing. But yeah, there is a little hairline crack, and I bought a replacement. Anyways, I have them. I just have. But
2: them that, up. I think, that was pretty impressive. That you, you auto. You, I mean, you took a perfectly good. It's like jumping out a perfectly good airplane. You know, the yeah. sky that like you took a perfectly good flying Commissary 100, and you auto rotated it to the ground. You know, which I think is, and again, I'm talking. I don't. I never did this myself on purpose, but, you know, you're yeah. taking a good heli and you're auto-rotating it onto the ground right. where, you know, something could happen. You know that, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's like that mental block. You know, like, yeah. I know guys who they've auto-rotated because they had to. I mean, yeah. I auto-rotated once my X3 just like a few feet because I had to. Um, but like you, you auto-rotated it, you know um on purpose (laughs) on purpose and from really high up yeah (laughs) rob wanted to go like a mile up you're like i don't know any higher (laughs) 400 feet 400
1: feet (laughs) but yeah he just went like it was a dot a 700 is a big heli it was a dot in the sky and i'm like is it facing towards us (laughs) like which orientation is it i can't tell no but um yeah i mean i got it in in that like one flight of like I don't know what it was like actual flying time was might have been like five six minutes or whatever, mm-hmm. but um in that in that one session, I auto rotated like it I did it you know it. like yeah. it wasn't and I, and you know I bailed out as many times as I needed to to get comfortable with the approach and and then when I, I was like okay and then what the last one I was like oh crap I did not I turned the motor off I have no choice but I did. yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I was,
2: think the bailout hops a lot because you can practice it.
1: it. So, yeah, I learned to auto-rotate. I just got to practice the hell out of it now. Um, and then I have one other big news, which is today, is, it just happened right before the show. That's mm. why I was late.
0: It just happened?
1: Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, that's <laughs> that's also news, too. But I picked up a new Logo 700 today.
2: Nice.
1: Yep. Whoa. price. I want to thank Ed's Hobby Shop. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, so you know, one of our, one of our friends were just like talking, and he he bought the Black Nitro and the Logo Seven Hundred, and he was building the Black Nitro, and he's still building. And I'm like, dude, sell me the Logo Seven Hundred, or or I'll buy you, I'll <laughs> buy one, and just give me your kit. And then when the you know the back order is fulfilled, I'll give you that kit. Um, he was just like. Yeah, just just buy it and then I'll just order I'll I'll back order one so that you know I'll just come to his house when it comes. So so I picked it up and I have a Local seven hundred to build. Woo. Nice, nice dude.
0: So is is that something that's hard to get a hold of right it's, now?
1: It's only on pre order or out of stock order. It's hard to get, I
2: think. Right now.
1: Um parts are probably hard to get. And as far as the kits, as as long as it's been out for what, like a month? I think it came out like somewhere in August like mid August or something or beginning of August or so maybe like a month and a half. Um every time I look it's always been pre-order or sold out. Oh okay. So I think what they're doing is people are pre-ordering it like crazy and then when they fulfill they come in but they never update the website to say in stock anymore because that pre-order list is just getting huge, you know. But I got one in my mitts. I can't nice, wait dude. to put it together. And to you know, today's Tuesday. We're doing a record, but I have Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday to uh, put it together, and hopefully try to maintain it to Sunday. Cool, yeah, man! I love that too. Wow, seven hundreds. Yeah, this is the second seven hundred I wanted. Um, for our listeners, you know that I've been looking either at the Black Thunder, the uh, Protoss Two, and the Logo Seven Hundred, and uh, after much debate, I just said. I have a lot of goblins. I love goblins, don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. I want to try something different. Everyone speaks very highly of the logos. Um, you know, they're, they're disc loading and all that fun stuff. And uh, so I said, okay, screw it. I, fly, I, I have a Mikado V control. Why not try Mikado helicopter too?
2: You got to yeah. rotate it. Oh, yeah, yeah <laughs> definitely. The first day. Rob, yeah. the guy who was teaching the auto rotations, he loves the logos because you know they 're a light heli and they auto they auto rotate forever mm. and so it 's like one of his favorite helis to fly
1: just to go on a little uh, tangent about Rob and his logo i was stand- i was spotting him and he was doing you know some auto rotation
3: mm-hmm.
1: so it 's a five fifty that he runs a six hundred millimeter blade with a six s pack running thirteen forty on the head. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I didn't think <laughs> that Heli would even stay in the air. 15 degrees of pitch, I've asked him. 15 degrees of pitch, and he was auto rotating that thing forever. It would just mm-hmm. float in. He'd just be mid-stick. Okay, it's coming down. All right, a little bit, you know, just a little down. Like he said, I think negative four. <laughs> and then it just, you just hear that head around, you know, wind up, and it would land. Amazing, amazing, man. So, nice. Yeah.
0: They were a cool bunch of guys, man.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh definitely gonna make it down there again next year and hopefully let's shoot for Saturday this time and you know, maybe uh yeah, at least do a Saturday and leave late night or something.
0: Well, dude, uh I wanna ask Bill probably off the air um about this guy with his steerman because one of the guys was telling me, Yeah, you oh, come yeah. down here and donate a little to his museum and he'll take you up in that thing and I'm like, Are you kidding me? And the guy had a nineteen forty two steerman
1: really?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's a 41, but yeah, that steering was actually used to uh, train World War II pilots. Yeah,
1: Whoa, so awesome. That plane is beautiful, man.
2: Oh, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. Last year, he actually let me get up into the cockpit and just sit in there and move the controls around. And you're just like, wow, how amazing is this? Wow. Yeah, that, that is awesome.
3: awesome.
0: Yeah, so I'm going to see if I can figure out how to do it because I know uh, Jeff said he would be interested too, man. I was talking oh, yeah? to him over the weekend, yeah. And I, you know, I send him a few pictures. So I mean, we get a couple hundred bucks together and go down there and see what he wants to do.
1: Dude, I I'd, I'd be down. Count me in. That'd be cool. All right, so let's go on to our main topic here: RC video production and photography. The moment of truth. The moment of truth. <laughs> all right, this is this is going to be all you, Bill. So first of all, how long Sorry have you listeners. been doing this? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: so how long have you been doing? I guess the two years or. Um. Well, I've been doing uh, I've been doing photography for probably at least sixteen years. Oh wow! I really got into doing a lot of photography. I think around two thousand six when I got um, a digital camera, because yep. with a digital camera then you could go out and take like a thousand uh, shots. Yep. Um, you know, and didn't cost you that much. Um, but it's been over the past two years um, that I've. Because I got it, I got into the RC hobby. So over the past two years, I started taking images of guys flying their planes and their helis at the fields, and it was really good because it was kind of like an icebreaker. You know, I could take a picture of like I say, a guys' plane or a helicopter, and then I could show it to them, and they were like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." And then you know, then it was kind of like broke the ice, and I could ask them questions, nice. you know, about helis and planes. Um, and over the past four months, I've been really concentrating on really just doing video. So
1: how many videos have you made?
2: Um, I have, YouTube says I have 70 videos uploaded, but to be honest, I think probably only about 20 of them are probably really good that were shot with the DSLR, the Canon DSLR that I have.
1: Nice. Okay. So yeah, let's talk about your equipment. What kind of equipment do you use then?
2: So as far as equipment, um, okay. I kind of broke this down.
1: Um, Uh, I heard some rustling of paper. I guess you wrote this down. Yeah, I got notes on everything. (laughs) (laughs) Nice.
2: (laughs) I'm hoping there's like I don't know somebody in Alaska is like I really want to shoot video and take good pictures and Mm -hmm. nobody tells me anything. (laughs) Um, But you know when you're taking when you're taking images or you're taking video or see planes and highlights, Okay, you know it's it's one of those things where it's like there's many skinning. OK, what I mean by that is, you know, you have people who use just straight cell phones and they use hat cams um, or they use a video camcorder um, and they get really great results. OK, you know, even like the latest uh, the latest iPhone or Samsung, you know, yeah. they can produce really good video results and you can just post that out onto YouTube and it's great. Um, my thing is just a little bit different in that I like to do um, my work with the DSLR. Yes. um and uh, it's not that it's better it's not that it's worse it's just that it's I'm used to how the DSLR is and there's some of the features of the DSLR that I like um, that I can then portray into my videography now when I was doing photography um, of like helicopters and planes okay um, I was using my Canon 5TI and my Canon 50d and I nice. I tend to, tended to use uh, my Canon 300l um, F4 lens, um, which has a head IS in it, um, MLS stabilization. Um, but you know, anybody who has like a 200 to 400 lens, you know, that's a great lens to get like good shots of, of planes and helis in the air. And then if you're, you know, stuff on the ground then maybe you want a shorter lens with that, you know, like the kit lens is perfectly fine. Now for video, this is where, you know, because for I was just getting into this over the past few months. So I had to spend some research to kind of figure out, well, okay, if I want to use the DSLR, um, you know, how am I going to get the type of results that I want? It's funny because I show up with my, you know, my shoulder-mounted camera and my Rhodes mic on there, and people look at me and they think I spent, I don't know, sometimes you get that, they give you that look like, well, wow, how much, you know, did you spend a few thousand dollars on that gear? And to be honest, the total setup is not, is not over $800. No
1: way! Wow! No, including uh, the, not including the body, not
2: including the including factor. everything. Really? Yes. Oh wow! It's, so it's you know so the good thing is if there's anybody who wants you know a similar result that I have, mm-hmm. you know, for eight hundred dollars you can pretty much you know have the same equipment that I do. Okay, that's awesome. And I'll break it down. So I have right now I'm shooting with a used uh, EOS Canon Rebel Five Ti, and the body's used. I got it used through Amazon for four seventy. Okay. okay. Now, the other thing that's instrumental in using that that 5TI is using the shoulder mount that I have. I have the newer portable shoulder pad, and it's that that big kind of like, you know, it's like the brackets and then the DSLR is mounted onto that. And that is, you know, that's critical to getting a nice steady shot. So if I go over to like a guy has a heli on the ground or there's something on a table, um, and I want it nice and steady, you know, that helps me steady it while I'm taking the video. Or when maybe a guy has a plane or a heli and he's going across the field, you know, I can, because I can, that shoulder mount, I, it has the grips on it. And I can kind of, you know, just move my torso and try and keep it, um, you know, nice and steady. Right. But that's only $60. It's not even expensive. Wait, how much? Uh, $60. $60 for that? Okay. $60. Now, the more expensive part add on to it is the fact that I got the Rode's video mic um, with mm-hmm. a dead cat. So it's a it's a Rode mic, a Rode's video mic that plugs into the camera and at the same time I have that like this bur- it looks like a furry muff thing that's on top of that. That's the dead cat and what the dead cat does is if there's wind, you know, yeah. shooting the video, it helps null that. Now again, if it's really fast wind, it's not going to null it. it. You'll still get some wind effect, but mm-hmm. but on and on, like the majority of it, it works because, you know, when I originally started using my, my uh, like my video, I'm, I'm, what am I saying, using my cell phone, you know, you always got the wind noise.
0: Yeah. Yep.
2: So that helps take care of the wind noise. And then at the same time, you know, I have a cheap LCD sunscreen, which is just mm-hmm. like a little, you know.
1: A little hood, right?
2: Yeah, a little hood thing to just so mm-hmm. I can see the screen, and then I use the lens hood on the lens. And then the lens that I use for almost all my video stuff now is just a 1785 millimeter EFF, EFS uh, lens from Canon, which is not an expensive lens. That's not over, I don't even think that's over $100. To, to only 85 millimeter, that's not that yes. much of an optical zoom, too. No, it isn't, but the thing is, is that when you're shooting, you know when you're using, doing like, um, you know, helis and planes, Mm -hmm. you know, at the 85, you're in close enough, you know, it's like to the point that it's going to be shaky. And the other thing is, you know, you're trying to follow some, some, uh, you know, a pilot like Kyle, Stacy, or Derek Chicas, and they're, they're all over the place, you know, Mm -hmm. a lot of times I zoom in and I realize later on, maybe I shouldn't have zoomed in because they move so fast. I lost them. But then other times, like they go up really high. And then maybe they're going to auto-rotate down. But then they go up high and I can zoom into them. And that's yeah. stuff you can't do, you know, very well with, like, uh, a cell phone. Yeah. So that's kind of where it lets me do some of the stuff that I want. Yeah. And the other thing that is a piece of equipment that is instrumental and it was, like, breaking my head for a while because i couldn't figure out what was going on is that um the video card that i have okay it writes up to 90 megabytes per second um it's a 32 gigabyte i think it's a sandisk card and the it's important because the video card the camera the card that i was using the camera before didn't write at that speed it wrote lower and so what happened was I would bring, I'd come home and I'd look at the video of like my friend flying a heli or plane flying, you know, and I'm looking at, and it was like these little stutters that would just drive me nuts. And I thought the stutters were always because of, I thought it was something with the video editor. Maybe it's something that I'm doing wrong there. Okay. I finally found that later on. No, my problem, that, that basically what was happening was you're trying to cram too much information into that card at once when you're taking video. Yeah. The audio signal and the video signal. And with these lower right speed cars, they couldn't hack it and they would stutter every now and then.
1: Yep. You get basically uh, data loss.
2: Yes. Yes. Okay. But with this 90 megabyte uh, per second card um, that writes faster, I don't have that problem anymore. And again, the important thing is when you're getting a video card is, you know, they'll show you, a lot of times they'll show you the read speed because they think you're just concerned about how far, how fast you can get that information off the card. Mm -hmm. But you really got to look into the fine print and find out where they list the write speed. It's the write speed that's important. And the higher you can get, the better. So
1: Uh. what's like in the uh, micro... SD or SD card platform, you know how there's like a class 10? hmm
2: mm-hmm. is, is that what you're talking about, basically? Yeah. Like, you know, you yeah. get a
1: class 6 or a class yeah. 10, yes. like you want I the highest. I think it's
2: like class 10. Um, but again, the big thing is just find the fine print where they mm-hmm. talk about the right speed, oh, speed, and yep. that's what you got to look up Because even the card that I bought now is like, you know, I it took me looking... Through the specs to really find that, right? Um, because they kept touting the the read speed; they weren't touting the the write speed. Yeah. Now again, you know that total of that equipment like eight hundred thousand. You know, and I have pretty much all the equipment that I need to do the video the way that I want to do it. Okay. Um, but at the same time, you know, the DSLR it does have its limitations, like especially the Canon Five Ti and the way Canon has done stuff. Number one, I don't have any HDR. So somebody takes video with their cell phone; they're going to have nice HDR video. I don't have HDR with that body. Um, and at the same. And the other thing is, it compresses the um, it compresses the uh, video too. So it's not like a raw. Oh, and, okay. And there is something called they think magic lantern where it's kind of like a firmware more hack that you can do with the software for that body, but at the same time, you know, that can go bad and then you've ruined you've bricked your camera. Right. So, I didn't want to mess around with that and I seem to be working out just shooting just shooting the way I am okay. now. But yeah. at the same time, even though the DSLR has some of these limitations, like I'm saying, you know, it still allows me to do things sometimes the way I want to do them. It allows me to, you know, I can grab the lens that I have, I can zoom into, into a shot or I can zoom out of a shot. And the other thing is I'm also able to like, you know, change the focus. I can select the focus. I can zoom, I can focus into something and then I can focus out of it. Right. And to me that kind of adds a lot of visual interest.
1: Yes. I think the, the cell phones are actually higher pixel now, I know most cell phones do like either 2.7 to 4K video, but mm-hmm. the problem with cell phones is the digital zoom. It's horrible. Yes. First of all, it's choppy and jumpy if you do it quick.
3: Mm-hmm. If you
1: do it slow, it's hard to do it like gradual. Like, you know, it's not like turning a lens with an optical zoom. The focal point stuff, it's like you got to click the screen and sometimes you get it. Sometimes yeah. You don't. yeah, I know. Sometimes I know. it can't do it. Like, a lot of times when I'm recording my friends with a phone, and I'm, like, clicking on a heli, and because it's such a small dot, it focuses mm-hmm. on everything around it except for the heli, and it, you know, kind of ruins the shot. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so, I mean, I mean, SLR, man, that's awesome.
0: That's usually at the time I'm doing a pyro flip, and, I, <laughs> yeah. and it came out awesome.
1: Yeah, like on the deck. <laughs> 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 going into that, like, what kind of techniques do you use for shooting video or taking, you know, photographs?
2: Okay, so, like I was saying before, you know, I have kind of, I'll have basically a very different setup depending on whether I'm Mm -hmm. trying to do photography or video. Because, you know, with photography, I like to get picture, I like to get pictures of you know the heli in the air maybe right over the ground hovering mm-hmm. um like i i sent you a copy of that the uh yeah. my friend synergy e5 mm-hmm. and it was like i had a lot of shots like that now shooting images like that it's very similar to shooting uh birds in flight in a lot of ways mm-hmm. and when i was doing that the technique i was doing um was like i was manually meeting, metering off the grass mm-hmm. going for a li- low iso So then since I manual metered, I knew wherever that heli or plane was in the sky, I still had correct exposure. And then I was sending the camera to shoot um, as many frames per second as it could. And at the same time, I was also using AI servo mode, you know, like a continuous focus. So it would focus on the heli depending which sensor point I decided to pick and would keep it in focus. Now, the hard thing about it, too, is that, you know, like if, Some of the exposure techniques that you use for, like, say, a bird flying around, okay, because I learn a lot, actually, from bird photographers. The issue there is the fact that you can set the correct exposure, but when you're taking a picture of, like, a helicopter, like, of a bird, you're going to maybe set a really high exposure, like, maybe one over a thousand seconds or maybe even faster Mm -hmm. for your shutter speed. Right. But the problem is with when we do that with planes and we do that with helicopters is that stops the blades so the blades aren't moving.
1: Uh, and, I see. Okay. And again,
2: it's it always there's like I said, there's always different ways to skin a cat. You know, some people they like that shot; that's what they like. You know, but personally, me, I like to get you know, like if it's a helicopter, I like to see that rotor disc. You know, the blurred blades. Yeah. You know? I yeah. like to see the prop on the plane. I like to see that blurred. So you know, I would play around with lowering the sh- the shutter speed from there. It, it can be tricky because then a lot of times you know you're taking. You Like, say a plane's going by, and you take a whole bunch of pictures of it, mm. and, you know, maybe the majority of the pictures are bad because the plane is blurry because the shutter speed was slow, but maybe mm. you just get that one shot where, you know, the plane's in focus and the prop is blurred. Right. But with helis, what I found, you know, a lot of times I like to... A lot of the shots that I had that I liked the most of the helicopters were a lot of times when they were really just hovering. Because when they were hovering, I didn't have to worry about the main body of the helicopter moving out of focus. And with that slower shutter speed, I could get a nice blurred blades going around it. But okay. and, and the other thing is too, I used image stabilization also. So the majority of the time, I was using my 300L, uh, my Canon Canon 300L IS f4, and that has good stabilization in it. Now, for video, again, it's a completely different setup because i got the shoulder mount, I have the Rhodes mic, mm-hmm. um, and I have the, the 5Ti with the 1785 uh, zoom lens on there. And that that lens also has some image, image, image stabilization to it. What I originally thought was that, you know, because I had done all this manual stuff, manual exposure stuff with the photography, I thought that would transcend over to when I was going to shoot video with the Canon 5ti but what I found out was it didn't work that way because the problem was was that I would do like manual exposure and I'd be all set to shoot you know manually video um, in manual mode um, of say the helicopter or the plane on the ground and I'd set mm-hmm. the exposure but the minute that they went up to the sky you know the whole exposure would change and it would whitewash right. so I got to the point where you know after racking my head around it was that now, really, I just take the five t i body and I just set it to the scenic mode setting, and that seems to do a great job of adjusting um for the difference in light as the light changes because at the same time, you know if a guy flies for if a guy's flying for like eight minutes, okay, and you set exposure in the beginning, but then you know you could just have a cloud come over yeah. and that washes out of the sun, and your whole exposure has changed so you know, to me as photographer, it almost sounds like a cop out to just put it, put the camera in scenic mode. But I would say, you know, ninety nine percent of the time, just doing the scenic mode, it gets the exposure right. You know, and when you, whether whether you're shooting photography or you're shooting videography, you know, mm-hmm. you have to have proper exposure. That's like the number one thing because it's just you just very hard to come home later on with your videos and your images and try and fix it. You know, it's like yeah. get the right product to begin with and then go from there. Right. Um, so with the camera, I had it set at 1080p, shooting 24 frames per second, because okay. that kind of gives you the natural cinematic look of what we're used to seeing when we watch a movie.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And at the same time, I have the Rhodes mic with the deck head on it. And usually on that body, I just set the sound to auto because I found time that that seems to help mitigate the wind the best. Um, so I don't really like to play around with that too much. Just leave it to auto and again, I have that DSLR, I have it on the shoulder mount, I'm trying to keep it steady, I have image stabilization on, but here's the one kicker, is that, you know, when I was doing the photography, I had the the camera set to, you know, AI servo to continuously focus on, say, a Hellier plane. Now, I found with video, okay, I just manually focus when I'm doing video, and say a guy has a helicopter on the ground or it's on a table or a bunch of people, you know, maybe hanging out in one side. And I want to take a picture of that. You know, I found the best thing is to just, um, just manually focus with that lens. Um, I can easily zoom into the image, focus, and then zoom out. And again, you're not trying to save, you know, you don't, it's not that you have to worry about how much memory you're using. Okay. Mm-hmm. On your card. So, so say for example, you know, I had that shot of, a, of, of, a, one of the guy's helicopters on the ground, right? And I like to kind of zoom in to focus and zoom out. I can easily just, you know, zoom in there, focus on his heli, zoom out, and I can maybe do that two or three times just to make sure I had good focus at some point. And maybe that whole clip is like, you know, 30 seconds. But again, when I actually do the video, I'm only going to use like five seconds of that. Yeah. And then I found the easiest thing was... When I was shooting video with that body of, like, pilots flying in the air, um, you know, helicopters or plane, I found the best thing was just take the lens and set it to the infinity setting. And it, I know it almost to me, you know, as a photographer, it sounds like a cop-out, but I found that that pretty much works the best. It's just set it to infinity, and I'm good to go. So, like, say... <laughs> Say, um, you know, Kyle Stacey, you know, he was ready to go up and fly. And I'm like, I got to get this. This is like, you know, an amazing moment to finally get, you know, video of him flying. It's like, you know, I looked at my body, checked made sure I had it on the scenic mode. Make sure I had my focus set to infinity. Make sure the dead cat mic was on and plugged in. Mm-hmm. And then, bang, I was good to go. Nice. Now, and then when I'm actually... Now, as far as the other technique is the fact that, you know, whether you're shooting... Um, you're taking a picture or you're doing video, you know, you want to compose your shots. And, you know, a lot of photographers know about the rule of thirds. So you want to think about, you know, when you're doing the video, think about, try and think about the rule of thirds. But then the same times, sometimes maybe you want to center this subject.
1: Wait, so what's this rule of thirds? I don't know this. You don't know this, dude? Okay, so Kevin, explain. What's the rule of <laughs> thirds? Yeah,
2: go for it, Kevin. The rule
1: of thirds is you, you want to
0: keep, you want to, if you look at some of the shots that are set up in movies and stuff like that, it's almost like a tic tac-toe board where the top part of the tic-tac toe or two thirds up from the bottom is usually where your focus is, is where your eye line is. So you try to keep that the the image like centered that when it's when it's a person. If you're trapping if you're tracking like something that's flying, usually you want to give the two thirds to the direction it's going, like you want to lead in with the the two thirds and -hmm, keep it to mm -hmm. the left. If it's moving like from the left to the right. That's why I made a comment to Nick when we were doing the um, community cast, he had so much headroom and I made, I made some kind of comment to him about if he, if he can move his camera, why does he have so much headroom and nobody got it?
2: (laughs) Yeah. It's just, it's a way it's a structured way of actually composing um, shots. You know whether like they're framing video. the shot yes, how right. you frame the shot okay, and it's somehow it's it's weird the way our mind works that you know sometimes we we look at images that have been taken with this rule of thirds and they just look visually appealing to us you know it's like why does a picture look visually appealing to us it's started to it's just the way our mind functions, um but at the same time too, there's a lot of times you know like in images I have of helis and planes we're just you know centering on the on the heli or the plane works out perfect too. And the other thing is too, you know, sometimes when, you know, trying to compose a shot, which when, you know, like um, Derek Chikis or Kyle Stacey are flying, you know, it's really difficult because they're moving around so fast. You know, it's yeah. you're trying to like think fast, you know, like what's actually going to look good. But the other thing I've done is sometimes, you know, I've done things too where it's like, okay, you know, like here's the guy, and then here here's the guy on, you know, maybe one side of the frame, and then his his plane maybe is on the other side on the ground, and he's going to tax. Yeah, well, I just keep him in. I just keep the frame with him where he is and let him just you know taxi that plane right out of the frame you know things like that you can start mm-hmm. to think of or okay. for example i saw a plane i knew that the guy was going to taxi right by me so i focused on the set of ground that i knew he was going to go into and i just let his plane go into the frame and then go right out you know it's just like stuff that you see in the movies you know you could just do right there you know just what what when you watch a movie or something, and you think of a shot like the maybe way you thought it looked good, you know you could just do that um, when you're shooting video.
1: So is that why my videos suck? Because I just try to put the the whatever the heli plane like smack in the middle, as big as possible, as focused as possible. <laughs>
2: well, again, it's not always it's not always centering. Centering is not always bad. It's just that yeah. you want to want to move things around.
0: Sure. I okay. thought you took good video, Steve.
1: That's why I figured you knew what the two thirds was and all that. No, but but I was looking at my phone when you were explaining it, and I see that I do have this checker pattern when I go to photo. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. I guess that's why I mean why that's there. Cool. I thought it was a level. So, like, if you're taking, like, a landscape picture, you get mm-hmm. that line to, like, okay, I'm yeah. level. Well,
2: <laughs> well, even if you – okay, if you have a DSLR, a lot of the DSLRs, they'll pull up, like, a grid yeah. frame on the um, – they'll pull, like, a grid frame up on the um screen when you're like in your live preview mode. Right. So say, you know, it's a landscape shot and you pull up that grid to see the live preview. And that grid basically will show you, you know, where the lines are intersecting. That's where you want to usually put something of interest. Ah, uh, okay. That's what they're trying to tell you.
1: Let me ask you, um with the when you're looking through like the not the L C D, like not looking at the screen, but you're looking through the viewfinder. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to focus a digital SLR. It has this weird circle thing where like half of the circle is not focused and then it becomes focused. It's weird. I don't know if it's all. Um,
2: that could be. I mean, that's probably my guess is that's that's one of those old ways that they use to basically help you focus. I think that's what it is. Or it could also be, um, you know, sometimes exposure can be set that way, too. Uh, okay. Like if you want to spot exposure on like just a little something in the image, that's another way to do it.
1: Okay. Oh, huh, cool. Let's go into how do you edit, then Like, how do you do your music choice?
2: Okay. I have to see. I have to see in my notes where I'm
0: <laughs> at. Yeah, I'd love to know what you use for video software because I usually have been okay. editing lately on the Mac and uh, mm-hmm. I'm just not, it's not working for me.
1: Not what, working for you? Not? What do you mean? Like iMovie or are you using Final Cut or... I'm using,
0: no, I'm using iMovie, and I'd, I'd rather have something with more tracks to it.
1: You can add multiple tracks on iMovie.
0: Can you? I, I don't know, dude. I
1: yeah,
2: just, it's, hard, it's weird. It, it's, like, it's different
0: because it's a Mac. I'm not used to it. I don't have a mouse, mm. you know.
2: So. Wait, all right. Here's, okay. The beauty is I'm using a $70 program called Magic's Movie Edit Pro Plus. Okay. And it's only $70. To be honest, I've been pretty happy so far with that software. I mean, it pretty much does what I need to do. I don't know if it handles 4K video, but I mean for the 1080p that I have, mm-hmm. I've been pretty happy with with it. And again, it's only you know a seventy dollar product. Okay, um, it's and a lot of these. And everything. Yes, I mean a lot of these video, a lot of these video editors are just they're very similar, um, and I had done some music editing. You know, it's same. It's they're very similar to music editing software, and anybody who's maybe even played around with like GarageBand. You know, it's a very similar sure. contrast, uh, very similar where it's like you know you see the track that you have, and a lot of times I'm doing very simple stuff, simple stuff in that in that um, video edit editing program, but it seems to be working for me.
1: Cool, nice. So, how do you do your music choice then? Like, do you just listen to music and say, this one, this song would go good? Do you, you know, use royalty-free music? Like, how do you handle that aspect?
2: As far as the music, um, what I have done is I've downloaded a bunch of copy um, right free music. Sure. Um, a lot of music I got from SoundCloud, some from Free Metal, and also YouTube itself has a library of music that you can download. Oh, awesome. Um, so... Basically, I downloaded a lot of different copy-free, copyright-free music. Copyright-free
1: or royalty-free?
2: Yes, royalty-free music. And basically, you know, it depends on what I'm doing, but a lot of times, like, you know, say if it's just a a single pilot and it's going to be a video of him flying, you know, it's almost like I choose the song first. And then when I listen to the song, maybe a lot of these songs, they have really good intros. And I kind of like try and choice the scenes to fit the music to then break into the the video of the pilot flying cool Uh,
1: do you often play like the whole flight or do you uh, chop it up and even if you chop it up do you run them linear or do you kind of bend
2: time i have basically two specific types of videos that i make Mm -hmm. so i've i make like like you're saying videos of maybe just one pilot flying or maybe i have video of an of an entire event sure so, with the single pilot videos, the majority of them I have just pretty much showed the entire flight, unless say I lost them or something of that nature. Although, like, I took video of one of my friends flying a whip, whip uh, flying his whiplash gasser. And I was joking from, you know, I took the video of him flying that, but I said, dude, I'm gonna have to edit some of this out because it was Eight like a 15 plan. minute flight, oh, 15 and he minutes. was gonna watch want to watch that he's like i could have flown for another five minutes too and i said yeah i'm gonna probably have to (laughs) hit this down yeah and i do almost wonder you know like i have some videos where you know it's people flying for you know when you get past that five minute mark and i'm wondering well how many people are really watching this i don't know you know but i try and add very interesting outros to the videos also so who knows but you know like like um Kyle Stacy, the video I did with him, you know, and I think that was that was uh, maybe five minutes long. But, you know, it was so interesting, you know, because he does so many different maneuvers and he's oh, yeah. he's up and he's down then he's along the ground. You know, it flowed very well, mm-hmm. you know, so it, it, I haven't got to the point really where I've shortened um, pilot videos yet. But now when it's event stuff, you know, that's that's completely different. You yeah, know, you it's, pick it's usually and choose, right? yeah, you gotta pick and choose and usually, you know, that's a different scenario with the with the event type videos because, you know, it's like into one scene, into another scene, into another scene. You know, people don't wanna watch, you know, one particular scene, you know, for probably more than ten seconds. So it's like, you know, like, maybe when I had, like, um, my HOD video and I showed the demo flight, you know, I had, like, you know, maybe 10 seconds of one guy, one pilot doing a demo, 10 seconds of another pilot doing, you know, some of the, like, clips from that, Yeah. you know, because it was just, was just the nature of that video.
1: So, in, in those type of videos, do you ever, like, you know, I guess in the old term, like, you know, the the film that hits the floor, like, it's just like, oh, it's such a great shot, but you had to pick, you know, just... A ten-second clip, you know. But he had like ten ten-second clips that were awesome. But you just can't put them in. Like, does that yeah. happen often?
2: It, it does because, um, you know, I do have a lot of like a lot of those event videos. It's like you know you have really good shots, but you're just saying to yourself, you know, people are not going to want want to watch this. It's just not going to be visually. It's just not going to be visually stimulating to keep watching. You know, this shot for say, you know. 10 to 20 to 30 seconds you know they might want to just watch a certain point but at the same time too there's other times where you have you know you might have video of you know something very interesting and because you just feel you know i just feel that somebody would want to watch this you know um for maybe 30 seconds i keep it in it's it's hard i mean i it's it's hard to try and figure out what will actually look good and what I mean, it really helps to jump from one scene to the next. Right. But but at the same time, when I'm trying to, like some of the event videos that I have, I'm trying to relay, you know, the feeling of that event. So it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, a 30 second clip of, you know, like a guy bashing the vegetation with his heli. And then at the (laughs) end of that 30 seconds, you know, he crashes it. You know, people want to see that, you know. Or I have scenes of, you know, the guy flying this plane, you know, and he's going around for 20 seconds. And you're like, well, why is this guy showing me this plane just flying for 20 seconds when he's, you know, but then at the end of the 20 seconds, he crashes. You know, mm-hmm. it's just... It's like a build-up, right? Yes, it's, it's the build-up, you know, mm-hmm. to it.
1: Cool. Do you use any type of video effects or after effects um, type of stuff, post-processing?
2: I would say, okay, well, for video effects... Um, I, I would say the easiest thing for me and probably for a lot of people, maybe if they're new to this, is just, you know, fading into a scene and then, you know, fading in from one scene to another, you know, um, which kind of, some, kind of does give it like a professional look. So it's like, you know, maybe, maybe you have a helicopter and you have video of it at two different angles. And, you you know, you have first you're showing, you fade into the video of it at one angle. And then you kind of merge it and fade into the video of it from the other angle. And then sometimes maybe I've even just faded straight to darkness just to add, real, like, you know, visual interest.
1: Sure.
2: And also the other thing that I do a lot, I used to do it in software, but now I do it mostly in camera, is to fade into focus. So yeah, a lot of times, nice. you know. That's, that's probably one of my, I guess, I don't know, my signature type thing is the fact that, you know, like say, you know, the helicopter's on the ground and I'm standing there with the camera mount. I, I, you know, I fade into focus. I'm zooming in on it, but then I fade into focus on it. Mm-hmm. And then maybe I, I fade out. And I do that maybe a bunch of times. And then when I'm in the video editing software, you know, I try and cut that little clip that I want. Maybe it's like two to five seconds mm-hmm. long. Um, the other thing I've been playing around with is uh, merge, uh is taking, you know, a colorful video but merging it to black and white. So I had a pl- I had a um uh, World War Two event or no, it was a Warbirds event Warbirds, with Somerset yeah. mm-hmm. single senders and you know they had these beautiful, um, you know, World War II airplanes, you know, like the Mustang, yeah. the 47 And, you know, I found a lot of times I love just like, you know, the planes going across the sky and just, you know, cut out the the color and go straight to black and white. And there were some of the shots that I had where it's like you look, at, I look at the shots and I'm like, wow. I mean, it almost looks like because these guys have such big planes and they're very scale, mm-hmm. true to scale that, you know, it almost looks like video. It almost looks like film from, you know, like the 1940s. Yeah. I have some uh, little
1: break up vertical lines <laughs> Yeah.
2: It's, uh, then the other thing I've done is I've also played a little bit with sometimes slowing down or speeding up a clip, Okay. so I had some video of like Aaron Heister where like he would say he was he was inverted and he clipped the grass um and then punched out, okay, cut some grass, so I just did like i i basically slowed down and took the video, you know and slow or showed the him cutting the grass in slow motion right. and then punching out of the frame
3: mm-hmm.
2: yeah that's that's pretty much it i guess I, I again i haven't really played around too much which with visual um video effects other than than those okay. which are pretty simple to do sure yeah
1: um so the next question i guess i'm gonna kind of combine with the next two what's the hardest part of recording some of the pros that you've recorded and how long did it take you to get used to tracking helis because they're so erratic at times you know
2: OK, well, as far as tracking the helis, it's like they're hard to get used to. You're definitely right about that. Um, I mean, to be honest, the hardest thing about tracking the planes and the helis is just the fact that when you have that camera mounted with the with the Rhodes mic and it's on mm-hmm. the shoulder mount, you know, it has a good it, it's not that it's it's not overly heavy, but it just wears on you after a while. Sure, I bet. Yeah. So it just it just gets to be physically um, demanding. Um, And it gets to the point where you just you kind of get worn out. So, for example, you know, you're moving around all the time and trying to keep it steady and it just starts wearing on your shoulder muscles. And then maybe another guy goes up and then you take video of that. So to be honest, the hardest part of just the whole tracking is just the fact that it's just visually demanding, you know. And the other thing is that, you know, I'm, I'm trying to look at the screen and trying to, you know, either zoom into the shot or zoom in out of the shot. I'm trying to predict where the pilot's going to be mm-hmm. to try and make it, you know, like a visually interesting image. Sure. Oh, boy. What was the second question? after? <laughs>
1: um, so what was the hardest part of uh, recording some of the pros?
2: Well, they move too fast. That's the biggest problem. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, they move really fast, so it's like trying to actually predict what they're gonna do. You know, like Kyle Stacey, Andrew Merlino, mm-hmm. um, Derek Chicas, you know, Drew Robinson. It's like they're gonna move around so fast. So you're just trying to predict where they can actually go next. Sometimes I don't predict very well. You know, where they what what their next move is. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it's like I like to kind of zoom into the shot sometimes. Sure. Um, and the other thing is, like when I was doing speed helis, you know, that was difficult because. <laughs> You know, the helis would go way up into the sky and sometimes just lose the heli. You just couldn't follow it. Yeah. As far as the pros, you know, themselves, you know, they're, you know, 99.9% of them have been, you know, very friendly people, you know, Mm -hmm. they're very friendly. The camera's kind of like an icebreaker, you know, and I've had some of them, you know, a bunch of them actually help me. and the other thing I found, too, is that, you know, like I make a video, maybe you have some of these guys, you know, they, they like the exposure, you know, it helps them, you know, they told me, you know, this helps give me exposure, it helps mm-hmm. with my sponsorships. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, you know, like when I do video of like events and stuff, you know, it helps to to me, you know, it helps give the event um, coverage and exposure, too. Sure. Yeah. Um, so in a whole, I've said, you know, that when people see the camera, you know, they, they tend to be very welcoming about it nice. you know what I'm saying and again you know it, to me it's kind of like you know maybe a way I can help contribute to the hobby you know yeah. you know what I'm saying if yeah. that makes yeah. any sense yeah you're oh, sharing yeah, through your eyes yeah. I and mean, you guys contribute to the hobby a lot yourself you know just doing the podcast mm-hmm. so to me you know doing the video you know really does help me contribute I get to meet I like talking and meeting people um, and again like I was saying you know 9 Prince, these guys are really great guys. And, yeah. you know, then they they help you out, too, you know?
1: Cool. Um, so how many events have you been to?
2: Oh, man. Um, this year... All last of them? Year, <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> Everyone <laughs> in the East Coast? <laughs> I got a lot of vacation. Uh, no. Um, nice. This year, I went to... Oh, boy. Holly's over Delaware.
1: Okay, so HOD. Mm-hmm.
2: Then I went to Urcha. Nice. Then I went to... Rochester, mm-hmm. 14th Annual Northeast, Heli Jamboree, um, and then I went to South Jersey, Heli Fest, and then I'm hoping to go to Heli Harvest, October 8th.
1: That's the Connecticut one, right? Yes. Yeah, I'm going to try to make that one, too.
2: That's when I'm going to be flying a real plane.
0: Which nice.
1: On the 8th. Ah, oh, boy.
0: Uh,
2: how, could, how could you schedule that? Oh, Can you fly man. up there, maybe? <laughs> maybe you just dropped me off and I'll uh, off, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. since we're in the plane anyway yeah. can All we right. just put it put it up on the gps just wear a parachute i'll push you out there you go. <laughs> so pro so far about five events okay. and then you know my local plane club you know they have a bunch they had like they had a warbirds event right that's that's um, something had a- right Yes, Somerset Single Senders. They had a big bird event. I went to that. You know, and those guys, like, you know, I might not get like a hundred view, like, you know, hundreds of views on those videos, but those guys are like so appreciative. Oh, no, you know, that's great like because the- they can
1: always. You know, later on, be like, oh, check out my plane <laughs> to their <laughs> friends, and link them to your video. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the things I love about like, I mean, I make, I don't think I make great videos, but I like making videos and taking poacher uh, pictures for like historical, like mm-hmm. look back. You know, to be able to refer back to it because I, I look at a couple of the flights I had with uh, my Blade Four Fifty X, and I was like. Damn, I didn't do anything but fly back and forth. You yep. know? Like, yeah, and then now I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, I'm doing TikToks. I'm learning pyro flips. I'm doing you know yeah. funnels and hurricanes. Like it's like, wow. Okay, so in that year, year and a half, I've really my skill level has grown. Like because yeah, I actually
0: have video of you flying planes. I know that's way in the past. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, must be old video. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and Anthony know. flying helicopters. Yeah, <laughs> it's in the archives.
1: It's in the archives.
0: Yeah, they're they're black and white, right? Dusty. Are they (laughs) black and white? They're sixteen millimeter (laughs) film.
1: No audio. No audio. They're silent movies. Silent
0: movies. (laughs) Yep. Like we, you crash, and then on the screen it says, "Damn it!"
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right (laughs) attacks on the bottom. (laughs) What say, Bill?
2: Oh, we have a guy at uh, Somerset Single Centers, Larry Gray. You know where he basically just wears like a hat cam, but he videos like everything that happens at that field. And, nice. and and it's a, and, you know, it's amazing because, like, literally it's like everything that's happened at that field probably for the past two years, maybe even more. It's like it's all documented. Right. You know, like if I want to know what happened on Saturday and Sunday, bang, I can just go to his channel and I could see, you know, who was flying what plane, maybe who crashed or what, <laughs> you know, wow. what happened. I mean, you know, he's got so much video and it's archived. And even, you know, even for, like I would say, anybody making these videos and, you know, I got to keep myself you know, my myself, it's like, you know, when you make the videos, you might not get a lot of views, just make the video that you want to see,
3: you yeah. know,
2: because it'll always be there for you to go back and watch, I like think, you're saying, just yeah. archival. I think 80% of my
1: video views are me watching them over and over again, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and I'm okay with that because, like, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't really do any, any part of this, like. The video stuff for other people. I just want to kind of document it, you know, and just kind of mm-hmm. know, like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, I was trying this. Or and or, one of the biggest things I do is <laughs> since I crash so often, I like to video just in case I crash. Just like my when that yeah. Oxy Three exploded on me, that was awesome that I got on video. It was crappy mm. because there was a GoPro on my hat. Yeah, you know, if I wish I had like the solo shot or something that would zoom in on a heli a little bit better or something, but. Or or you know, an actual person and record me. But uh yeah, but it was cool. I at least I still got it. I still got the the you know, the experience, the whole thing of like, holy crap this happened. I could share this, people could see this happen, mm-hmm. you know, and I can see it again later on, like, yeah. It's awesome. You know, when how often do you see something like that really happen um at your local field when you're flying like say by yourself or something? It's like
3: mm-hmm. and
1: and actually catch it on, on film.
2: Yes, yes.
1: So your cameras no, I know you said you had like a fifty D and all this other stuff. Are they full sensor or half sensor?
2: No, APS. They're APS sensors.
1: What are APS sensors?
2: APS APS sensor is basically like what they would call a crop sensor, um, and basically it's not a full frame. So it's not a full frame. No, it's not. That's what frame. I wanted. To ask. No, the full. I mean, I I have seen. I think I saw another guy who was maybe shooting full frame at how he's over Delaware, mm-hmm. um, but you know. If you want to go full frame, you definitely will get better quality images and video. It's just that it's a lot more money. Sure. You know what I'm saying? To yeah. spend on the actual camera body.
1: Right. And it also matters because of the lens too, right? Because the lens Yes, it has l- to it be lenses, up.
2: Yes. They say 1.6 for they the camera the 5TI that I have, mm-hmm. okay? They call it an APS crop sensor and it basically it's a 1.6 um, ratio in that in that say you have a 50 millimeter lens and you times that by 1.6, so it's actually the focus the focal length is actually increased when right. you use that, you know, which worked great for you know say like a lot of like a lot of bird photographers because maybe they couldn't afford like a huge 600 millimeter lens, right, okay, but right. they could get like a 400 millimeter lens, put that crop sensor on, mm-hmm. and then you know basically it's like they have a longer focal length lens but the truth is is that a lot of the full full frame cameras they do better on the the bit depth and so i think they give better color rendition and at the same time you know any aberrations are are better with or you don't have those problems with with those full bodies but at the same time you know a 50 millimeter lens is a 50 millimeter lens right you know i'm saying
1: true one-to-one ratio right yeah
2: so you're gonna need you're gonna need to spend more money on lenses to get the same apparent focal length. Okay.
1: Lens. Yeah, I know our our friend Jeff. He he was saying that about it. He, yeah. You know, because I was looking at some full frames, like you am like, damn, it's like eight, nine hundred dollars, a thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, and that's not even like the high end one. It's just kind of like, you know,
3: yes, Walmart
1: or like that Walmart, um, you know, like BJ's or Best Buy and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he's like, dude, don't even worry about it. Get whatever camera you, you can afford because. Whatever you get refined, and if it's, you know, the, the you know, crop sensor, it's, it's okay because you'll actually work out better for your lenses, and that's
2: cool. Yeah, I mean, you know, a, a Canon Rebel, um, you know, like a 5Ti or the mm-hmm. 6Ti or even the equivalent Nikon, you know, that you can go get off the market, you know, at like, say, Best Buy, you know, for yeah. a few hundred dollars, that's like, for 99% of the people, that's more camera than they ever need. Yeah. Those cameras are so good now that it can do everything that they will ever need to do. And I've told a lot of people, I said, look, they're like, how do I do better photos? And I said, you know, well, it depends what you want. You know, maybe you just want to zoom in, maybe say on your son while he's like running across the baseball field, Uh the football field or whatever, you know. But a lot of them people I talked to, I said, you know, look, the only thing you need to do is maybe just go get, um, you know, like a uh, get a, a get an off camera flash. So you can bounce the flash off the ceiling when you take pictures in your house. That's okay, it. and I said you'll get a hundred percent better professional result right off the bat there. Oh, nice! You know, because okay. a lot of the actual um, they call like the 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 Rebel line, like the Five Ti, um, you know, those are like the how should I should say those are pretty much the consumer bodies. Whereas sure, then you yeah. have the prosumer bodies, mm-hmm. which are basically more expensive versions of the consumer bodies. Right. Um, but, you know, it's not... A lot of times, it's the same sensor in there. Okay. Oh, wow. Nice. But there is a, definitely a better better image quality all around with a, with a full-frame camera. No doubt about that.
1: Oh, man. I wish I remember what camera um, flight test guys use. Because I know I was talking to uh, David Noltop. David Noltop. Noltop, knob. that's Knobtop. it. Noltop, yes. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Knobtop. And... He had this little camera that does 4K and had, a, mm. you know, detachable lens and all that stuff. So you could go basically get different lenses. Uh, I don't remember the name. And I asked him, it was like, uh, you know, like how much something like that run. And I think he said around 1500 But, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's actually really good price for the, the quality of video and the photos you can take with it. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot the name of it. Uh, maybe I'll reach out to him and ask him. Yeah. Right I
2: yeah. mean, I'm I not,
1: mean, not looking for anything like that. Anyways, I mean, I am okay with you know just a Canon Rebel or a Nikon D thirty three, whatever you know series. I'm I'm okay with that. I just I do want to take better videos, and I need someone to take videos of me yeah
2: (laughs) i mean like i said you know like i was saying before you know Uh my canon rebel 5ti is not the greatest camera in the world it has a lot of limitations too you know there's definitely better cameras on the market that you can use but at this point i'm i'm Somewhat happy with the way it's allowed me to acquire video of 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 events and people flying, and you know it, it's working for me at this point. Yeah. You know, but there's definitely better cameras out there. But you know, for somebody who wants to, you know, they can go to my channel, they can see my videos, and they can say, oh, well, he only spent, you know, maybe eight hundred total between the cam, used camera, yeah, and the mic I and that. the shoulder mount, and I could have yeah. the same quality, and they definitely could. Definitely. You know, there's more to be learned just by figuring out how to compose shots. Yeah. You know, I no think a lot of it you have, you're going right. to still have to have a good good exposure, a well composed shot mm-hmm. and something that's visually interesting to watch.
1: Yeah. Definitely. I think feel I feel like that the camera isn't really what gives you the good video or good picture. I think it's a lot of it is learning the skill to take these pictures, yeah. framing, yeah, exposure, you know, composition, doing the uh exposure and focal points and everything. Like I feel like that you know, if you know how to do that well, you can make any camera shine. So awesome. Yes. Cool. All right. Let's move to the news.
0: News. <laughs> I put news that our buddy Keith Brown started a podcast. Oh, Keith, he did. Keith Brown from Jersey. Yeah. Uh, we met him at Flight Fest. Mm-hmm. I met him, I think, a couple of years ago at Flight Fest. Oh, uh, what's this
1: podcast called?
0: I don't know. I asked him for a little more information, That's a on funny it, name. and he said he'd get me back. Get back to <laughs> me. Yeah, um, but we'll. I'll. We'll probably bring it up. I'm. I'm wondering if it's going to be on RC or not, or what it's going to be about. I think it's yeah.
1: going to be about RC. Awesome. We will see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, you know, we'll give him a shout out, and yeah. I'll take a listen. You know, we'll subscribe, support the fellow podcasters. Yeah. Cool. And I think uh, Bill, you wrote this in, right?
2: Yeah, I had some news. Yeah. I'm gonna be on a podcast. It's gonna be, um... ooh, which one? Do I know it? <laughs> You're listening to it right now. <laughs> what? Wait. How about... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, that's old news. That's old news. Oh, I guess it is. At this yeah, point. but it's, it's th- released. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the now, now, but it was then, then. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe that wasn't that funny, but. Uh... No, I mentioned, uh, I put in a news. Well, um, if Derek you got Chicken. the quote correct,
0: it might have been funny. Yeah, if
2: I got the quote correct, I'd probably be like, <laughs> <"Why> better? <laughs> Only one man would jam with raspberry. Uh, do yeah, star.
0: Prepare to fast forward. Prepare to fast forward. Yeah. <laughs> fast forward. Fast forwarding, <laughs> forward, sir. You know what the <laughs> best part of that freaking movie is? There's a lot of good parts, and I know we've talked uh, about a lot of stuff. The mm-hmm. best part of that movie is when they're, combing the desert and it's after it's before the whole combing and we ain't found shit it's when he says are we being too literal because they're combing the desert and he swings around Harold Raymond swings around with the with the megaphone and he goes no you idiot or no you fool we're doing exactly as ordered and then he takes the megaphone away from his mouth and yells down to to the guys down there with the combs did you guys find anything that's the uh, to me. That's the best. That's like Mel Brooks <laughs> at his finest. That's comedy genius. Like right there. Uh-huh. It's something that's that pe- most people have seen that movie and, and didn't even notice it. And it's like that to me is hysterical, man.
2: It's a great movie. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> um. Now, news I had that uh, Derek Derek Chikas had a yeah pretty good video, um, where he went over the uh, improvements to the Align Seven Hundred X.
1: Yep, I saw that. one um, yeah.
2: The video is titled Align 700X Improvement Overview. And it's like when you watch the video, you're like, holy crap, you know, they, they did a lot of stuff. I mean, yeah. they did improvements to the rotor head, to the frame, mm-hmm. to the bearing blocks, yep. to the main gear, to the transmission. Oh, this, the is, uh,
0: this is improvements that Align has done, not improvements he's done to
2: his. No, problem. he did them himself. He actually has a machine shop. Oh, no, Okay. Just, no, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. <laughs> I a
1: video about the improvements. Yeah, yeah, it's about the new new heli. You had yeah. me
0: freaking that hook, line, and sinker, dude. <laughs> <laughs>
1: had you at a line.
0: Uh, I had, had me, you at a line. had me with the hook in my mouth, reeling me in.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I saw the video. Definitely, definitely a lot of cool improvements. Um, I feel like some of it's a little kind of late with this stuff. It's well, for you, like, it is. I feel yeah, like other companies <laughs> have already done this type of improvements. Uh, the split frames, you know, um the narrower top frame, like that's very Gowie-ish, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but um, but it's cool though I mean they're just they're, they're trying to do something right that's whatever I don't you know not I'm not trying to dog a line, I think e- even if the improvements are a little bit later, like even with the three blade ahead, they're kind of later on the game on that but but nonetheless, that's still gonna push the hobby, that's still gonna push other developers yeah. and other uh companies to also be like, okay, well. Maybe we should develop a three-blade head, too, or maybe we should do, you know, lighter disc loading. You know, let's, like, you know, maybe follow some of the Mikado stuff. And, you know, we don't need all this aluminum bits. Like, it's awesome and everything. I mean, yeah, so. It'll probably and other give thing more
0: clone that- companies something to yeah. clone.
1: Maybe. <laughs> well, I think I mean, being in a line, it's definitely going to get cloned. Yeah. Like, they're they're the most clone company. Like I kind of feel bad for them that they're the most clone company. I mean, only recently we've been seeing Goblin three hundred and eighty clones, but right. like mm-hmm. line clones have been like. There's many many companies doing the yeah. line clones. It's insane, like yeah. you know. So
2: I I think the big thing for them to me, just having been in the hobby over the past few years, and have my first helicopter was the five hundred and fifty, Dominator from them. That was your first heli. Yes, it was. Um, well, oh. an MCPX, I guess, was actually the first heli.
1: Oh, well, like let's say the first heli you built.
2: That was the first heli I built. Yeah, which was great because you know there was a whole build video, and I was able to you know I didn't know what I was doing at all. I was able to follow that video and build it, and then realize I screwed up half of it, and people <laughs> at the field helped me out <laughs> before I crashed it anyway.
1: It, it wasn't but, a puppet that helped you build it,
2: right? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> believe me, dude. It, no matter if if you know say Jr. was standing right next to me, showing me what to do. It would have still been screwed up. I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think the big thing is just the way they're actually selling the kits now. Because now it's like you can go just buy the straight bare bones kit or maybe the kit with a motor. Or you can buy pretty much the kit with the servos and the fly bar and the ESC. You know, I, pretty much ready to go. So you can really pick and choose what what do you want to do. Yeah. And, if, they and they if you did that, though, didn't they? Huh? I thought they always did that. I thought they always not had Not that I know of. No, not that I know of.
1: And then they had, well, they had the base kit and they had the super combo, I thought.
2: I didn't think they did. I mean, I could be wrong. So I could be wrong, honestly. too. I
1: don't, yeah. I
2: could be wrong, so. Yeah,
1: yeah. like, when I bought my T-Rex 250 yeah. Pro DFC, I had the option of just buying the kit and the motor, I believe. Or buying the super combo, which had the 3GX, the um the servos, the line servos, the motor. Yeah. So, I was like... Uh, I'll just buy but, everything. I don't know nothing, yeah,
2: but you know now the thing is the fact that you know if you buy the straight kit, you know mm-hmm. you're getting like you know you're getting a good hobby wing e s c right know, granted, but it's a hobby wing e s c yep. which you know you're gonna have confidence in you're getting you know like a micro beast plus, okay, which yep. you know you know is gonna be good, maybe you wanna get rid of it and get a v bar anyway, but still you know that's still good. You know, that's better to sell sell. than
1: a 3GX or Jeep. Yeah, exactly. That garbage was. Yeah, I have
2: like a 3GX and I don't even know what anybody want one. Contact me. I (laughs) I
1: gave mine away basically (laughs) when I sold my 250. I was like, all right, well, you can take this too. Take it all. Just get it out of here. Yeah. No, but um, no, no, it's definitely, they're definitely starting to take on suit with the other companies and kind of rework their business model and hopefully uh, get back in the game, you know, basically. They've been out of it. My yeah,
2: opinion. But, you know, and the other thing is I've noticed, too, is like, you know, like, I don't know the exact numbers of how many people and what heli or what, you know. But mm-hmm. the interesting thing I've always found, too, is that, you know, just from an outsider view coming in and being in the hobby for like, you know, the past two years, it's like, you know, when you go to the different fun flies. It's like funny how like the demographics of the helis yes, change. So, like we went to Rochester, you know, the heli jamboree city. It was like Goblin City. I was like, yeah. holy cow, I have to get a Goblin because it's like <laughs> embarrassing. You know, like everybody had a Goblin. Yeah. But then, you know, if you guys had been to HOD, you know, Holly's over Delaware, mm-hmm. you know, it was a ton of a line, T Rex 700s, uh-huh. you know, electric and nitro, a ton of synergies, you know, 766, yep. um, you know, N7s, you know, E7. I mean, there was a ton of those, you know, and even at Urcha, you know, there was still some diversity.
1: There. Right. You
2: know, and and if you guys have been at the South Jersey Heli Group, you know, there really wasn't that many goblins, to be honest, when you consider how many, you know, logos and the lines that there were. Mm-hmm. You know, wow. so it's like like I said, I don't know the actual numbers, but Yeah,
1: you know. I I feel like I definitely know what you're talking about. Because I've been to a couple of fun flies and it was like, Holy crap, I've never seen so many lines before. And then I go to another one's holy crap, I've never seen so many goblins before. Holy <laughs> crap. I've seen a synergy for the first time because I've never seen one. Like, no one ever had one, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, And I I don't know. I don't know if it's, um, I don't know why that's the case, though. I guess, I guess a lot of times there's, you know, people in the hobby, like, like for you, Kevin, right? Well, you're going to have
0: club members that are going to be like, listen, I know this one. And, right. And that's what I think what it is it's the clubs.
1: You know, I always wanted a goblin. I love the way they look, even though a lot of people hated the the full the full fuselage and all that stuff. But I always liked the way it looked. So when I got one, I was cool. And then when I showed Kevin and and you know Kevin started getting into Helly's more, he was like, I was like, dude, you gotta get one. And it's always kind of like, oh, the price tag, you know, it's, it's 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 expensive. But if you actually look at it, comparison to any other. I don't. I don't want to say competition, but or a pro model, but like any other like ma- real heli I'm not talking about Blade. I'm not talking about you know other little companies. They're all priced the same, pretty much. You know. Yeah, yeah. that's true. And There's in fact, it's weird because like I, I just picked up this logo 700, and I, my other choice was a Black Thunder. Uh, seven hundred, and that's actually cheaper. <laughs> the goblin's actually cheaper than a Mikado, you know. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. with the a lot of people coming to this preconception, like, oh, I can't afford a goblin. I had yeah. someone at a fun flight tell me, um, you know, I was like, oh, I was trying to help him out. Something went, you know, he didn't set up his flybars correctly, and it basically, um, the helicopter ate itself because the uh, it was, you know, correcting the wrong way. And yeah. and like one of the comments he made to is like, oh, I can't afford a goblin, and I'm like thinking. But that helicopter is pretty much around the same price.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think uh-huh. when you, if you, like you're saying, if you do the actual numbers, there's, there's, they're pretty much a lot of them are very similar. They're very straight. competitive pricing. They're very competitive pricing, yeah. you know. And, you know, you get, like you're saying, you get the diehards, like every, they want every heli of theirs to be a goblin. Mm-hmm. um, Or maybe they want every heli of theirs to be a logo because they like that, how those helicopters fly. They know how they're built, you know, right. they like the specifics of it, you know. I'm, I'm one like, of those type of people. I like diversity. You know, I got a Gali yeah. X3. I got an Align 550 Dominator. You know, I got an Oxy yeah. 3 from Lynx. And I got a Synergy E7 SE, Yeah, you know.
1: Yeah, you pretty much have, like, a lot of the major brands, you know. The, you're very diversified. Yeah, I like diversity. <laughs> if yeah. anybody
0: knew, like, what the different models were, uh, you know, what, if you needed more information on different models, man, it'd be Chris Robert, he goes through them. Like crazy.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, like every other week. <laughs> he's got yeah, something week. new, something different. Yeah. When, while he's posting the video of the heli, he's already sold it. Yes. Uh, yeah, he's he's, he's, already he's already taking already bids. Sold. He's now
1: buying a new one. Yep, yeah,
2: I mean, after I came back from Rochester, I was like, oh my god, I need a goblin so bad. I really need a goblin so bad. At least a 380. <laughs> you want to buy my 700? Oh,
1: really? It's so 570?
2: A, or 570. Oh, I love a 570, actually, but I have so many. The problem now I have is I have so many parts between my X3 and my 570. You know, it's like it's like a car you just paid off, and yeah. then you're like, "Well, I'm gonna get rid of it." No, I gotta drive it into the ground. You know, I could crash my 550 <laughs> at least three times and, and have enough parts. Sell the line.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> know, it's your baby. It's your first heli. That's kind of how it was with the Blade 550X. I, yeah. I had a hard time letting it go. Uh, I did. You know, I sold it. But um, that was my first big heli. That was my first, like, heli build, like, mm. you know. And, yeah. you know, you know, Kevin, like, I love that. that. That heli was awesome. I flew the crap out of it. Yeah. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> That's all I ever did. Back and forth and punch outs. I learned punch outs on that. Mm-hmm. Inverted mm-hmm. punch outs. Um, but, yeah, yeah. But when I had to, let, you know, I, when they discontinued, I was like, Ugh, I, I, I can't be stuck with a heli that I, I can't fly anymore. So, saw the line. <laughs> Sell the goblin. I am. I'm trying to <laughs> uh, go all logo. <laughs> no, 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 I can't do that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna at least have uh, a Goblin Seven and and a 380. I, you know, I kind of like those uh. two different variation sizes. Um, and then, like, if I do want another mid range, I, th- I think I want to go something like a Synergy or just a different brand. Synergy. I just, yeah, just like, I kind want to try like E5 is awesome. Yeah. I want oh, to yeah. try to yeah. I know, I know the e, the synergy Hellies are like supposedly like they're just awesome helis, you know. They are, they are. Uh, That's how you. Just, they know what they're doing. They they they're like they're like a mom and pop shop too, which I love, you know. They're like mm-hmm. so
2: my yeah. my E7 is. I mean, it's you know, it's it's like I knew because my friend had that heli, mm-hmm. you know. But I knew how good quality everything was yeah. on it, and then when I saw a great deal on a used one at Urchi, I was just like. Uh, okay, I guess I'll take it. You know, it's like, but you, when I just look at how it's built, I mean, even like, you know, we, I had problems with the transmission, and it's like, you know, it's designed that there's like a little box where the whole trans, the front transmission is in there, and you just pop it out, fix it, and then pop it back in the hell, you know, it's just, right. it's, it's, it's just very it's well designed,
1: well engineered, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, all right. So let's move it on to what's next for you in the hobby. Um, let's start with Kevin this time.
0: I'm still gonna be working on the scale helicopter build, but to snap everyone out of this heli trance that they're probably in, by now. Wait, 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 wait!
1: wait. Before you no, go not, to no. other no, talk, dude. Wait, are you putting lights? I don't know. It's a scale heli. You got to put like. I might put. Yeah, lights. You have lights. lights and stuff, right?
0: Yeah, I probably will.
1: You gotta have the lights. That's like I gotta, I gotta, like
2: I gotta get it
0: flying it. though first to see you know what's gonna be like.
1: I might have a light pack for you that I have for the 250. I never used.
0: A light that pack. Gives-
1: yeah, it gives you like a strobe, uh, a red, green, you know, like the navigation lights for Heli.
0: Oh, I was just going to make something out of the Arduino.
1: Yeah, but you don't want to add too much weight. You want something that's
0: already
2: concise and... Eh, it's going to be heavy cool. enough. As it.
0: You know what I find with those light packs? Is they're not bright enough. They're never bright enough. Mm. Mm. You basically have
2: just, to fly it at night to
1: change see it. it. Yeah. So why don't you just, uh, instead of running it off of 12 volts, run it off of 24. <laughs> just crack it up. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, all, right, all right. Only so how anyways. it worked. <laughs> yeah. But Go like ahead.
0: I said, to snap everyone out of this heli trance, I'm just feeling like our listeners that don't know anything about helicopters at some point during that conversation. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> now I oh, you know how, how they feel.
1: Photography stuff, yeah. Some of the words you're using, I was like, uh. Not f- well,
0: not photography, even some of the heli me, stuff you guys are talking about.
1: Feels yeah, like, uh, okay.
0: So I also ordered a S motor for the Sukhoi. And nice. I can't nice. wait to get that. I'm, I'm gonna TV. put that in. Um, it's a, one th- a uh, 1050, I think. It was the only thing I could find that I really liked. The other one's twelve hundred, but you can't find any specs on that. It's an E flight BL10 motor that's in the Sukhoi
1: ten size motor.
0: And try to find try and find specs on it. You can't. It's there's no specs on the internet at all.
1: It's not a ten fifty hmm. kv motor.
0: A ten fifty. No, yeah. it, 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 it says it's a 1200, but I don't believe that. Oh, okay. Because it's, it's like a... Uh, I'd have to bring up the actual number, but it's like... Give me a sec. I can bring up the one I ordered. But it's got a 5 mil shaft. Mm-hmm. Of course, I got it from altitude, but I didn't get a suppo. I got the...
1: Uh, Put a Park 600 in there or something.
0: <laughs> no, I wanted to get something relatively the same size, but... Uh, yes, it's a 3542. Uh, it's a almost an 1,100 kV brushless motor.
1: That's a pretty decent size.
0: Yeah, it should rip around pretty good, man. Nice. And I got the uh, wings in the fuselage, and I got a, took all the stuff off of your old one and I'm uh, putting it in that.
1: Nice.
0: I might have to get a cowl, though, because the cowl was pretty banged up that you had.
2: Doesn't a cowl come with the fuselage?
0: No. That's what I'll be working on.
2: Cool. What about you, Bill? Um, I'll be trying to get out, fly my howies uh this weekend and hopefully my uh flies beaver um it's a nice beaver um i have a uh <laughs> 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 is that the reason why you bought the plane <laughs> like no. No <laughs> actually no i got that i got that um there was a guy that i was doing some video stuff with and i got that plane for like 60 dollars. pretty much never flown oh no way Cheat. that's a yeah. great place it was,
1: isn't it like 170 yes yeah
2: he pretty so i got a killer deal on it and uh um i put an ar 636 spectrum receiver in it that has the gyros oh, that's
0: interesting um,
2: yeah and the only thing i don't like about that plane is just the fact that you know when you get it up there in any wind the wind just kind of throws it around sure. um and so i want to get those gyros i want to get that receiver with the gyros working so it kind of mitigates the wind mm-hmm. and then i think i'll I'll enjoy flying a lot more the guy that I talked to at my field said, you know, it doesn't like that the receiver with the gyros doesn't, in the software, it doesn't like transmitter trim. So it's, right now I have a lot of trim in it, trim in, within the transmitter. I got to try and mechanically trim out the plane to get rid of that. And oh, then, really? Yeah, yeah. Then, oh. then, then hook up the receiver to the computer um, and get those gyros working. Okay. And then, like I was saying, just do some make some progress in the sim you know practice flying helis you know different maneuvers um what do you stuff. sim with uh i use real flight 7.5
1: oh nice we got to get a session together
2: yeah. Uh, yeah kevin
1: and i all and anthony we all use real flight
2: 7.5 yeah i've been pretty happy with it yeah. um and it's got the e7 in it too so that makes me extra happy so it's, <laughs> but uh what do i fly in there oh, i'm trying to I fly
1: the e6 a lot do you have
2: the goblin add
1: on no, oh, I do, but every time I take off, the canopy falls off. Oh, really? It's like a bug or something. I don't understand why. Yeah. But I've been um, uh, Nick Len from RCHN. He produced. Uh, I think it is a synergy E7, but he like tuned it mm. and saved that programming. So I've been flying that just to see, like you know, okay, this is someone who knows how to fly. He tuned mm-hmm. it, so <laughs> I'll yeah. try to fly with those settings. Um, and yeah, yeah, I like it. But, uh, yeah, let me let
2: you continue. I have a ton of videos that I got to produce, too. That's the other thing. And then, like I was saying, you know, Halley Harvest is going to be October 8th. So I'm hoping to make that and maybe take some more video when I'm up there. Nice. Cool. Awesome. So So what's next for you, Steve? Yeah, Steve.
1: So, um, yeah, I mean, basically I'm waiting for that one last component for the Nightblade setup, so... I'm going to actually start building it without that because it's just a switch. So I can still get the, the copper tape laid out and the LEDs uh, soldered to the uh, resistors and everything. I ordered a tail servo for that 380. I got a BK5005, uh, the mini red tail servo that I have in my other Goblin 380. I need to take a look at my OxyCube. Yes. I know you saw it, mm-hmm. Kevin, on on uh, this past Sunday but for some reason, I, I'll take off and I'll just get this violent shake in the, the, the body of the heli. I don't think it's coming from the tail, but I can't say for sure. The main gear to main shaft, the the cube head with all the three symbols, uh, spindles and new blades, everything's been changed out in the drivetrain. Did I, you I reset wanted... your gear lash
0: on that when you...
1: When you swap the yeah, finger out and all that? I did. Yep. Yeah, I you funny. know, the ear mesh is good. It's, it just has that very slight movement. Um the whole tail belt and rear of the heli is new too, because I went two eighty five, so like I had got a new belt. Um actually I don't know if the tail shaft is new. I gotta double check that. Maybe that's bad. But yeah, I was okay. getting some weird violent shakes and I you know, I don't I mean, I could fly it. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know like I, I I could push through it and I've done one or two flights like that but I was like yeah I don't want to crash the head again I just you know rebuilt it like <laughs> every weekend for the last two months I've been rebuilding that head yeah so well, I gotta figure that out um, also one of the things I noticed on my Goblin 700 was that uh, I was losing the tail I would get like a 20-30 mm-hmm. degree like Violent, not violent, but it would just slide, <laughs> side step me.
0: It, would it was just like a kick out. out.
1: Yeah, yeah, like yeah. A kick out. And like I'm, all I'm doing is like a tail down funnel. So like I'm basically holding the sticks pretty much locked in, and then I just feel, I just see the heli go, and I'm like, oh, okay, correct, you know.
2: And you said that happened to you at the field, like on Sunday, right? Oh yeah, and we were watching you. We thought you were just doing a, you know, just yeah. flying pretty good. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> we no. were like, wow. In fact, that happened to me at Rochester.
1: And I was like, oh, shit, I lost <laughs> the tail for a second, <laughs> you know? Um, so, yeah, it's something that I got to really – I'm going to take apart the whole tail.
0: Well, we uh, looked bah. at the tail, and it was it was clicking a little bit. Well, it had – I think
1: yeah. the gear was loosening up. Like the set screw came out a little, and the gear was – Yeah. You know, kind of – the pulley, I should say, not a gear. But the pulley was kind of moving on the tail shaft.
0: Yeah, it was uh, moving ind- uh, independently of the rotor setup. Right, like, just by like
1: little. but just like a, a
0: little bit, yeah.
1: right. So I'll take a look at that, but um, hopefully I'll do that real quick because my main focus is going to be this Logo 700 build. I have the motor and pinion on order from Mikado. I ordered that yes uh, this morning. So that should be in hopefully before the weekend. I have uh, a Hobbywing 160 that should be here, nice. I think, tomorrow or the day after. Um, and then I have all the servos and the Neo from my 570, so... I mean, basically all I need is a battery pack, and I think I'm going to take one from the Goblin 700, and because and they use the same 12S5000. Mm-hmm. So I will have, hopefully, if I push quickly through this without making any mistakes, <laughs> I will hopefully have a, a new, brand-new Mikado uh, mm. Logo 700 made in on Sunday.
2: See, if you had been at South Jersey Heli Funfly on Saturday, Rob... Mm-hmm. And, uh, Victor, right? Looking, uh, well, Victor, he crashed. I think his. Okay. Um, but Rob McClellan he was helping Bill Reviello work on his his new uh, logo, seven hundred. Okay. Um, which I think did crash because some something with the ESC or something. But but he was pretty much working on that kit like the like uh, all Friday and Saturday, I think. Oh yeah. Yeah, there was uh, I think what like two or three of them there. I see. i at the event, I've yeah. I I was hoping
1: there would be one at the the Rochester, the Northeast Model Helicopter Jeopardy mm-hmm. because I wanted to see one in person. I really want. I'm really interested in seeing how the main gear goes to this like pulley system that goes to uh, umbrella gear to a tell a torque tube. Mm-hmm. Uh, hmm. After my whole debacles with uh, T Rexes and their torque tubes. <laughs> I swore away from torque tubes, and that's why I have a goblin. That's why I have an oxy, um, mm-hmm. all belted helis, and you know that was one of my like little like. Should I just go with the black thunder mm-hmm. because it's belted and I'm used to belted, yeah. or do I go with something new and the new hotness? So
2: the new so, hotness.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I figured, you know what? Let's go with the new stuff. I-, I like that there is a belt there that can give a little if I do, you know, scrape the. Tail blades on the grass, Mm -hmm. which I always do. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that goes.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, that's gonna be my busy week. Nice. All right, Kevin. Kevin's pretty quiet this episode, huh?
0: Well, dude, it's been tough to get a word in. You guys are just back and forth, dude. (laughs) You guys talk a lot, which which is good for a podcast.
1: Yeah, but but the uh, the moments of silence is when I'm like, Kevin.
0: Well, when I see you in person, I'm gonna punch you. (laughs) <laughs> talk way too much no i uh, can we're, kidding. Yeah,
2: all we're right. supposed to when we supposed to put a lot of the uh, uh, um, kevin uh yeah. what uh, uh, were uh, we, uh, what are you saying uh, uh, so um, um, uh, so um, uh, oh, um, yeah yeah, um, yeah um,
0: so um, yeah that's what i've to edit out, all out. The time. So, <laughs> yes. um, yeah.
1: so um yeah
0: <laughs> so yeah um, so yeah and you know
1: uh, all right
0: all right, so let's wrap it up. Facebook yeah. comments, yes. Facebook likes first. Don't we do Facebook likes first, or do we? No, I think we
1: usually do like Podbeam and
0: Oh, Podbean for crying out yeah. loud! Podbean, you forget. Well, I, I, we have one person that started following us, and he goes by Guest. Which I yes, think-
1: I saw that. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> that might
0: have been me logging in under <laughs> under a different name or different name under, under Guest. I don't know. I saw that pop up right after I logged in on my phone. Nice. So, um. Um, uh. Uh. uh <laughs> um. <laughs> but I did see that one person in the Russian Federation is listening to us. I know nice. I don't bring that up that much anymore, but the Russian Federation made me think of Star Trek. The Klingon Federation, we have one listener Chekhov. What'd you call Chekhov. me? Chekhov. Oh, I thought you said something else.
2: No. What did you think you
1: said? <laughs> I don't know. What you think I said? They said Jackoff. Oh Jack. No.
0: Chekhov's dead. A
1: dude. Yeah, man. That's sad, huh? Got, got in a wreck. Really? When did that happen? By his own car. Oh own yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Alright, so what what else is going on? We got so we got Facebook likes or what?
1: Do we have Facebook likes? Dude we I have, a, we ton have a ton of fake likes. I like a ton of stuff myself. Well, I think um I mean where were we at before? We were at 3.03 before, so uh, we're at 3.14? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, let's see what we had as the last one, so I know where to start. Okay, oh, I know this guy. All right, let's start. Let's cue the music.
0: Well, I don't even have anything to read along with. You're going to read it right off
1: Oh, i I'm going to read it right off my phone, so All
0: right.
1: unless you want me to write it down, but that might take a minute. No, I'll start yeah, texting you. Uh, let's just go. All right, so yeah, the music's going right. Okay. Yep. All right, so we have uh, Darren Doman. I I met Darren actually. I think we all met Darren at um, the uh, Jamboree. Northeast. Yes, Darren. He was uh, he flew a lot of Diablo. I think he had a Diablo seven or five fifty. Um, I bought some tailblades off him of, off of Facebook. Okay. I posted today uh, a little feedback for him. So, yep. So, Darren Norman we have... This one's going to mess me up. Uh, I know this guy on Facebook, too. It's Lotte Chawanagon. Helly? The what? E- L-O-T-T-E-C-H-A-W-A-N-A-G-O-N.
0: The spelling, it's not helping. My tiny brain can't wrap itself around <laughs> all those.
1: So, Lota, Lotte Chawanagon. Um... This guy, he posts sim videos on the RC Sim mm. group. It's, he's insane. Like, I mean, and, and he's also this good in, in real life, too. Like, he has some videos that he's put up. But, um, cool. Thanks for liking us. We got Dwayne P. Caliber, Calibur, Eddie Napudi. Charles Prisco, Staff Sergeant David Jones. Right. Hoorah! Hoorah Nice Alright And we got Matt Graham yeah, we met Matt, Matt Graham. At the South Jersey uh, Funfly there Yep uh, Nice to meet him And then we got uh, Rob How mm-hmm. McClendon
2: How did he say his name?
1: McClendon Um Who's He's the He was my Auto rotation instructor
2: He called me mm-hmm. Obi-Wan of Hellies
1: Obi-Wan of Hellies Yes <laughs> he, he did know his <laughs> shit He really did So he does. Thanks again Rob For uh, teaching me And I hope to Uh you know, fly with you again soon. Uh, oh, this is someone I know too. He's a local, local uh, Brooklyn folk, uh, Michaelis uh, Kazimis. Um, yeah, I book up a helicopter stuff off him. Um, and you still can't folk. pronounce his
0: name. I, oh, I call him
1: McAllis. I don't know his last. I can't. Okay. I never called okay. his last name or asked okay. him how to pronounce him. But um, anyways, it? these next couple he just ones, knows his
2: PayPal name. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Saved. Um, these next three ones, I will, I definitely will butcher them and apologize way, way in advance. So we have Nuri Ozguvian. And now the O and the U have two dots on top. I don't know what that means. I don't know either. Is like a German? I, I don't know if it's German or maybe.
0: I think like when you're th- when yeah. you're pronouncing that, you have to stop and drink a beer at that point, and then <laughs> stop again. <laughs> That's how that works.
1: Um, and then we have this is gonna this one's gonna hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I am sorry, but it is is I'll type it out for you guys so you can see exactly what I'm looking at.
0: wa oh, oh. oh man! Thank God we have a listener from the Klingon Empire.
1: <laughs> <gonna> Alright, <actually> <laughs> oh. uh, and then we have finally running up here Rasid Ano Go I see you know R- Rachid Ano Go hmm. Well, sorry Well, thanks guys your name. If you <laughs> want to um I don't know how if we would. If you do want
0: it. Steve to actually pronounce your names, you could uh email us uh, yes. with a phonetic do spelling of it and Yes. phonetic do spelling.
1: His best. spelling or you want to record a little clip of you saying it?
0: I might like, have to phonetically spell phonetic spelling so Steve can pronounce that correctly.
1: Phonetically <laughs> phonetically uh,
0: Forget it, dude.
1: <laughs> um just like, you know what? That you know how I know how to say um Tarek Asadi?
2: Yeah. Oh, that's nice.
1: Because he says really it. Good. Because he says it in one of his videos. And so mm. I was like, yeah, oh, that's how he says it. Tarek. Okay. I'm a
0: Tarek Asadi fanboy. <laughs> so he's <it's> no longer <laughs> Kyle Stacey. Oh, <laughs>
1: oh I, I, you know, one day I hope to see uh, Tarek fly in person. Because he is be awesome. insane. I don't know why he can't come to the U.S. But whatever. Maybe one of these days. Uh, we'll make a trip out to uh Dude, you Europe. know
0: somebody's going to leave you a, a, a review on iTunes. Steve has somewhat of a neurotic fixation with a pilot named Tarek Asadi. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I liked his Oxy video. It was pretty cool. The six SF. Can I give a uh, shameless plug?
1: Sure. sure go for, it. for
2: my website. No, not my website. My YouTube channel. So YouTube channel, Bill Ann. B-I-L-L. And then A-N-N. And then Desk you Pilot Ann. No. <laughs> it's cut short. And then uh Death Pilot on Facebook.
1: You know you know we would have gone over that later on.
2: Oh. I, I, I thought
1: you, I thought you listened to the show.
2: Um, this <laughs> is an RC Heli Nation. Oh no, sorry, I got the wrong podcast. <laughs> is
1: well, they Test? do that at the <laughs> end Flight of Test. RC Heli Nation <laughs> <laughs> too. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, they do. They do. So uh, what do they say? Let's, uh, let's do some emails. <laughs> Basically,
2: I just embarrassed myself. Oh, well. Nothing <laughs> <All right>. else. <laughs> Nothing else. <laughs> uh, What do we
1: got? Facebook cops. Go, Kevin.
0: Staff Sergeant David Jones said, great content, guys. Steve, you're the man.
1: <laughs> nice. Thank you. It. So. I'm far from it, but okay. <laughs> I don't think this show would be what it is without Kevin, for sure. I think, uh, you know i can't do the show by myself for sure definitely for sure
0: for sure yeah because who's gonna edit you're not gonna edit yourself dude
1: No. um yeah so you get Fred Bova.
0: Um, yeah so <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah, oh, so boy. Thanks, okay staff sergeant david jones yes thank you i wonder if people do call him davy jones davy oh all right and our buddy chris Bream. he posted a video of him and uh his friends flying uh some float planes around, and it looked yeah. like they were having a great time.
2: Yeah, and he has a he has a float plane for sale right now too. Oh, does he? Does he? It, it makes me want the, to. The one he's flying in the video is probably trying to sell it already. Oh,
1: uh, he's following Chris Reiber's suit. <laughs> nice. Yes.
2: If you want to see a good the next used uh, plane or heli, just follow his channel, and you'll see what's going to be for sale. <laughs> nice. Sorry, Chris, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
1: um. Yeah, yeah. Uh, after I watched that video, I was like. Man, I should build a sea duck.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking the same <laughs> thing about building a sea duck, man.
1: Yeah, but then it's like,
0: but I don't know where the hell I'm
1: Hey, you know that new house I'm buying? There's a lake.
0: Are you oh, buying really?
1: it? Yeah, we're. I got to hand in one form, and we're now we'll be in attorney review. So yeah. Oh, oh boy! Congrats! There so. goes
0: the neighborhood. There goes the
1: neighborhood. and There goes all my money. So that's why I had to get this logo when I got it. Because after this, it's like tight budget. Got to make sure everything is good. All the furniture and shit we got to buy, and, and then oh, all gosh. the deposits, all the stuff. Like it's just tons of shit. It's so a lot let me
0: ask stuff. you, dude. That's going to be a hell of a commute. You're going to be able to make it back in time to do the podcast. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, I mean, uh, those days I would probably leave a little early. Um, mm-hmm. You know, my my company's pretty cool with me leaving just a, a tad early. Um, on Tuesdays,
0: because doing it from the bus is not going to cut it.
1: Or the train, or yeah, the train. Trade, it's definitely not going to cut it. But um, the other thing I can do is because I won't I mean, even to listen think? to
0: it. Do you live in Brooklyn now, Steve?
1: No, no, I live in Hackensack, New Jersey, and I. Yeah, can, that's what do, I thought. Yeah, um, I New Jersey. But this place is about fifty minutes west from me now. About mm. forty-five minutes west from me now. What it's, town? It's uh, Lake Hopakog, Hopacock? Hopakong. Oh, Lake Hopak. Hupo- <laughs> Are you going to meet your cabin? Aren't you? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Like a can, it's like 30, twenty minutes or fifteen I, minutes away. I can sit here and listen yeah.
0: to you two knuckleheads try and say a all night. <laughs> Hupacock,
1: what is it? A Hopakon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. A pack-on. I, like I i should area. learn to i should learn to pronounce it if i'm gonna live in there, um but yeah, so
0: you're like the th- newscasters that that are <laughs> that are talking about a city and then all of a sudden say it in the in the uh, spanish you know with a Spanish accent nicaragua you're like
1: Hop- <laughs> Hop it. but uh I would probably commute. i would probably drive to Dover and take the train from there, and there's an express train uh direct train from dover uh to Penn station. Um, which takes about an hour and fifteen minutes. So it'll only add probably about yeah, twenty it only add like maybe about twenty, thirty minutes to my commute. So but the other thing I was it. gonna say though real quick is that um you know, my company's really cool and one of the things I'm probably gonna ask is to work from home one day a week. So mm-hmm. that way it can kinda offset the long commute and you know, and all yeah. that stuff. So So we'll see. We'll see. Right. My boss does not listening to this podcast, so he doesn't know I'm gonna ask him that in, <laughs> 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 in the next month or so. Yeah. Oh, boy. All right. So uh, what else do we got? Uh,
0: I didn't see anything on iTunes. So no new iTunes reviews. Uh, (laughs) And I think that's it.
1: All right. Uh, So, yeah, drop us an iTunes review, and we'll be happy to read it on the next episode. Email us at freefallrc at gmail.com. Facebook like us, facebook.com slash podcast. Uh, check out our website, free 4 com. Chris is uh, doing, his dinner. doing his thing there.
0: Doing his thing.
1: Hey, Chris. Mm-hmm. I can't really say much because I haven't actually gone recently to see what's going on there.
0: Dude, you or me, both. I haven't done it either.
1: So busy. Helly, heli, helly, heli, heli. That's all Call that Stacey, I to say.
0: Stacy, Kyle Stacy. Tarek.
1: Tarek. oh boy okay so yeah flight test forums off the field audio and video production other than flight test podcast you'll see free for rc podcast come by say hi say hi to nick hi nick come say hi to the flight test community cast too you know there are buddies there Hi flight Uh, test
0: community (laughs) cast (laughs) ftcc yeah Uh, say hi to those guys
1: yeah, they do a great show. Um, they're a bunch of really good guys, and uh, you know, give them some love. What else do we got? Uh, so, Bill, Desk Pilot, you want to go over your little spiel again? Oh, this is
2: embarrassing. Okay, for a second how, time. How did he get in contact with you, Bill? Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. Well, you can contact me on Facebook as Desk Pilot, or if you have like maybe a video related or camera related question, uh you can also um do deskpilot518 at gmail dot com. And I'll see you my videos are on uh YouTube channel Bill and B I L L N A N N.
1: Nice. Nice. How did you come up with that name desk pilot real quick?
2: Um because I was doing all the flight simming um uh, okay. uh, about that- a few years yeah. I I mean I still do it now but that that's pretty much why you got are, are you one, flight simming. Are you one
1: of those folks that like didn't buy a heli, but bought a sim and like sim for like a year or two before you bought an actual heli. No, I just, I did oh, the I,
2: simming probably for during the the first winter when I got into it. Okay. For about a few months, I, I learned, you know, I did simming and did a lot of simming and then, uh, yeah, pretty much except for just a few months. Yeah. Okay. Cool.
1: All right. So I guess, uh, yeah. Take care, everyone. Thanks to our, li- to our listener. Thank you, Bill, for coming on our show.
2: Thanks, Thank you Bill. very much. It was an honor.
1: Yes, we had a lot of fun. It was a blast. And um, we'll hopefully see you on the show again or hear you on the show. Keep on forgetting it's an audio podcast. <laughs> Thank God. So, and, and my- you don't want <laughs> no. to see me. No. You don't want to see me. Anyways, <laughs> uh, free us, guys, and we'll see you next time. See you. See ya. Right, <laughs> yeah. Whew. Okay. Yeah, sorry. sorry
0: I wasn't talking much. You guys were like, I was trying to time it out and stuff. But you guys yeah. were just, kept talking. So I was like, I'll just let like, you guys go. Sorry. I
1: think you're just tired. I might be a little right, cool. tired Yo.
3: <laughs> you are me. you messing
1: around again? Yes. Oh, boy. <clears throat> oh, man, we started Hello. Hey.
2: Yo. Hey. Why are you in an echo chamber? Because
0: I'm, I'm singing karaoke. Yeah.
2: Sounds like it. <laughs> you guys missed it. make this group call it's group call it's free okay
0: yeah mr johnson just sent me a message on facebook oh yes facebook
1: i was uh i don't know if you want to you want to go hit up his field sunday
0: do you want to um
1: what the hell what was that did he fall off the chair i think so hello bill Hello?
0: No, he's probably um went to the bathroom or something.
1: In a rush like that.
0: <laughs> or maybe he left the door open and the dog ran out or something.
1: Alright. Here he comes. Is he back? Yeah, I'm back. Did you like uh <laughs> He says he's got the goblin black
0: nitro, huh?
1: Yeah, he's he's building that right now. If Dude, Steve he was coming both down kids.
0: to R C RCC this Sunday. I hope you can join him. It'll be great to have you guys at the field. We can order some pizza or do some barbecue, We said. Where's his field?
1: Uh, West Nyack. Rockland County. I don't know how far how that is. is that? You know. of um, Palisades Mall. Do you know Palisades Mall up in Rockland County? Yeah. It sure? it yeah, sure? it's right there. Is that too far for you? No. So if sure. you want to go Sunday, let me know. We'll, we'll, we'll talk it. But let's yeah, just do yeah. it. Yeah, oh. get... Okay. Oh. <clears throat> damn it, I don't have water. Oh well. We'll just wing it. All right. Are we recording?
0: Yes. I hope it... so because I was doing all that singing.
2: <laughs> In an echo chamber. Wait, yeah. you guys hear it? Oh
1: man. <laughs> We're going to lose a lot of fans. I don't know <laughs> the show. song at
0: all when I was singing
1: it. The only part I know is the, the chorus. All right, let's 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 uh, do this. <laughs> welcome to Freefall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin.
0: Wait a minute, dude. You usually say, welcome to another episode.
1: I don't know. No one wrote another episode here. Okay, oh. let's do this over again. And I'll write in, welcome to another episode. Yeah, I like that. Okay. <laughs> All right, edit. Welcome to another episode of Free Fall. <laughs> Damn you! <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, one more time. Take two. That, that wasn't me. <laughs> Welcome to another. Ah, oh, shit! Now I'm gonna have trouble. All right, hold on. Okay, edit.